Blog Talk Radio. Turn on the car. I'm going to a couple places, and 
I'll be back. I'm like, no, it is cold. Oh, man, don't you understand? It's 20 below. He's like, okay. Do you have on your gloves? Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, he it's they, when they're old, they don't listen. <laughs> and my grandmother snitches on them. Like, as soon as I ask, as soon as I call, my grandmother's like, uh, Lee's out here going outside, and you know what? He don't have on his gloves. He don't have on this and that. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I said, let me speak to him. He gets on the phone like little, they're like little kids, right? He, they be back. He's arguing because she's told on him, and he's like, yes. And I'm like, put on your gloves. Put on your hat. <laughs> it's like all reversed now. <laughs> like when I, when I was a kid, they used to be like, Kiki, put on your gloves and your hat. <laughs> and now I'm here telling them, put on your gloves and your hat. You can't go out without your gloves and your hat. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's amazing. and I'm still, like, I, my grandparents, I, they're so blessed because they still live in their home and everything. They still do really well and everything. But it's an old home. It's a drafty. It gets kind of drafty. And so my papa, who thinks he's the fix-it man still in his 80s, <laughs> he wants to fix, he decides, I want to fix the little draft in the thing. So he's going to the hardware store so he can fix the little draft. It's like crazy. I'm like, dude, you've been knowing it was there. Why are you just doing it? Just See the kind of crazy stuff I'm dealing with in my week? <laughs> but you know what? I'm so blessed to have them, so I always love it. I always love it. I want, I want them to have a reality show because I know it would be number one, but at the same time I don't want y'all in my business. So it is. So it's my grandparents having a reality show with other eighty-year-olds would probably be the best things like going on reality TV. I'm telling you, they are hilarious. All right, all right. And then, okay, what else has been going on during the week here? Uh, let me see. You know what? Okay, the Chiefs. I know y'all waiting. I know. I hear haters, haters, haters. I hear you. Not laughing, talking about we gonna talk about the Chiefs. <sighs> Congratulations to Tampa Bay. That's why I didn't come back with a part two show. I was in mourning. I was mourning. I was literally in mourning. I mean, you know, I had a feeling, but I didn't want to acknowledge the feeling of the Chiefs losing again. You know, because I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I question if you know, I question the NFL's. You know, I question when smart when. Like markets win, like certain markets are winning all the time. Y'all know how I think on here? I even question the Chiefs win at 50, right, like exactly at 50 years. You know, I question all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, they got to, at some point, they have to win, you know, because of the markets and how situation. I'm a conspiracy theorist like that. I be thinking the NFL is telling stories, you know. And so Tom Brady, I feel like, you know, I'm still a conspiracy theorist in my head. I had a couple of conspiracy theories going towards that. But listen, it's okay. The Chiefs lost. We weren't going to have a Super Bowl parade in Kansas City anyway, but we went to the best one last year. It was so bomb. We had a great time. And perhaps next year, you know, we'll go again, and we'll win this time. And we'll have the Super Bowl parade. It'll be past this COVID stuff, and we can have a real parade. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. It was, it was a beatdown. It was an ass whooping. I acknowledge that. Okay, so it is what it is. Okay, so 
What else? Is there something else I wanted to talk to you guys about? The ass whooping the Chiefs guy. Oh, the halftime show. Let's talk about the halftime show. <sighs> like the weekend spent seven fucking million dollars on lights. And it was the most interesting thing about the performance. I have to admit it. Shit. I mean, I mean, a little bit later on, I'm gonna be talking about Larry Johnson. Y'all remember Larry Johnson? Dude used to. Remember, it was a big controversy when on MTV. Him and Jay Z used to be best friends, and I think they allegedly used to live together. And everybody was like, "Why, why two grown ass rich men living together?" <laughs> I remember that back in the day. But Larry Johnson, okay. Of the Chiefs, we're gonna talk about. He used to be play for the Chiefs. He was a really popular running back, real good looking too, right? Uh, real popular running back for the Chiefs back in the day. Um, he used to kick women's asses, though, allegedly in these streets. Okay, that's the that was the rumor, allegedly. I mean, he was always in some sort of trouble back in the day for some shit, allegedly. You know, and you know what? And another thing he was known for during the he used to date didn't he just date what did he used to date? Jalessa, yes. When during the during the uh, what days? What when, 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 when was that little show? The Empire Girl days, yes. He used to date Jalessa, Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson. Okay, all right. Let's talk about Larry Johnson's ass. I'm, no, we ain't gonna talk about him. But later on into the show, we are gonna talk about him because his he has he's been turned into a conspiracy like all the way conspiracy theorist. I don't know if he even kind of went a little cuckoo, but he he talk about you know he always coming out talking about you know that like they he said they were doing rituals during the halftime show, which a lot of y'all say I my favorite thing to do sad boy. My favorite thing to do is to go after the Super Bowl and go to YouTube and look at the rituals. What what y'all think that the rituals done happened during the <laughs> during the halftime show? I love that shit. I entertain it. <laughs> okay, but we got to talk about that. Larry Johnson feels like that was some sort of ritual performed and shit. So uh, you know, yay, we gonna we gonna we gonna. I just hope the brother that guy he got some help for his anger issues. You know, because back in the day he was known to have a little. He's a little white. But I remember him dating Jalissa during the Empire Girls. Jalissa uh, Bermudez. Yes, the BP girl. She's on another show now. I can't. It's like an Access Hollywood type of show. I don't know. But anyway, you know. I mean, yeah, but that is interesting. I, we, we, we're going to talk about that. But anyway, going back to the halftime show. I was like. This is the most boring halftime show in the history of halftime shows. And then here's the point. They gave it to him all by himself. I was waiting for a rapper to jump out or somebody to jump the fuck out to help him out. Nobody came. Nobody came. It was just him running <laughs> with bandages on his face. I was like, what the fuck is going on? What is <laughs> the light show was great weekend. The halftime show itself, not so much. And they say he didn't get paid for it, okay? I'm sure Rock Nation compensated him up, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But, listen, you know, it helped his stock. His fans like him. Um, y'all so funny to me. Y'all be calling him a poor man's Maxwell. That's some funny shit. But, uh, you know, here, I, the, what I did love, can I tell you what I did love? But I did, I, I really, and it's probably in my, it's probably turned into my top ten 
uh, performances uh, uh, for uh, uh, for the uh, Sports Star Spangled Banner, and that was hers version. Oh my God, it was so good! And you know what it was? She's got she don't got that big voice like Whitney Houston, but when she started playing that guitar, bitch, yes, yes, she's super talented. I love it. She's really good. Like she's like a like a. I call her Super Alicia Keys. <laughs> Y'all like crawl out of stop. No, she's the super version of Alicia Keys. That's what I call her. Except with a guitar. Now she plays the piano too, doesn't she? Oh my God, she is the super version. Very good. And then, Jack, I, you know what? I have dreamed for years that they would add in the stars, the black version of, you know, the black, uh, black uh, African American, Native Black American uh, 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 version of our. Um, what is it? Damn it! I can't think of the words. Uh, our version of sort of like the Star Spangled Banner, our our national anthem. Okay, it's it's been every black thing you go to is everybody sings, lift every voice and sing. Okay, I don't know how many times I sang lift every voice and sing. I was singing back when I was younger, different things. To open up, lift every voice and sing. <laughs> and it's so hard to sing because they have so many changes or whatever. Don't ever have to sing the whole song. It's like a whole. They got shortened versions, but if you ever had, to, I've had to sing the whole song once. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but listen, Jasmine Sullivan, she didn't need no help. Can I just say that? That girl is bad. She did that. Now, I ain't a fan. I'm not a big fan of the music, music of Jasmine. Like, I like Jasmine Sullivan, but I'm not, like, I like certain songs by her, but I'm not, like, like really out there. Like, I listen to Jasmine Sullivan quite a lot. No. But I love her voice. She is so talented, and she didn't need the help. I don't know who the other person was. She didn't need them. Oh, my gosh, she did such a wonderful job. She reminds me of Kim Burrell so much, so much Kim Burrell, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. But, you know, other than that, you know, the loss and everything, it was hard on my sister. Super Bowl was hard on my sister. It's hard. What else I need to talk to y'all about? Fred Hampton movie. Got to see it last night. What is it? The the Black Messiah and Judas? Okay. Some of y'all just now discovered knowing about Fred Hampton. Okay, there's a documentary they they had a few years back. First of all, Eyes on the Prize is really good to watch. I think it was I forget what part of Eyes on the Prize. But really, Eyes on the Prize is just good to watch anyway. But it's because it's old. It's a very old uh, thing, but it's really good. And then, um, but there is a documentary that was on Fred Hampton I saw years ago. Man, I bawled. Like, when I saw the documentary, I just, it, it was just so, it was such a hideous uh, situation that happened with him. And he was such a brilliant thought leader, Uh Malcolm X student like myself, I love me some Malcolm. Y'all, y'all for real. Malcolm to me was was more brilliant than people give him. Malcolm X was so brilliant, and Fred Hampton was along in that line. Um, 
how did I feel about this movie? Because y'all know I, I had some problems when I saw the, the clips, and I said I'm willing to give Daniel Kaluuya a chance because Daniel Kaluuya, I kept hearing his accent. And I kept hearing it during the, mo- the, during the movie. And listen, and I know y'all getting ready to say Carlotta, but you know you got, you got a problem with the immigrant. No, I do not. And I'm going to explain that, too, because I, I, I hate people saying that shit, okay, because I'm getting tired of that. I'm going to explain that in a minute. I'm going to explain it one more damn time. But here we go. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya did a better job than I thought. Uh, he did a good job. He did seem detached from the script. Because, see, Fred Hampton, if you've ever seen videos of Fred Hampton and heard Fred Hampton talk, uh, he did, to me he was a, he, he's, he's a lot darker than Fred Hampton was. But he, uh, here's what I felt about Daniel Kaluuya. And this is this is my personal opinion. This is comes when you have not had a when you don't have, um, and I wonder what type of relationships he has with Native Black Americans, because and I and he said this himself. He said that when he goes to study, when he went to go study or something, he says about when he went to go study accents for Black people, he went to local Costco. I'm like, what the fuck? Who, who the fuck? I mean, like, you know, black Americans, when we go, if we try to play a Nigerian or something like that, we embrace, we, um, most African Americans and the other ones, I haven't seen most African American actors will embrace themselves in the culture of the Nigerian people or, or, or whatever group they're playing, whether it's a Haitian person, whoever they're playing, okay? They will immerse themselves in that culture, you know, and find so many good things about it and say so many beautiful things. So they can learn the people, right? And I, I pre, we we're good at that. We're good at doing that. We have our, most of our actors have been very good at doing that. Okay, Daniel Kaluuya. The problem I had with him is that he seemed like he spent more time. He never could connect to the soul of Fred Hampton. He was mimicking Fred Hampton. He had learned how to talk like Fred. And certain parts you saw him trying to connect. Listen. The cast was wonderful. That girl, he was his, they, they played the girl, the wife, the fiance, excellent. Okay, that's a, she helped him come up, and so did uh, the guy. Uh, 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 what's the guy who played Judas part? Uh, let me let me look this up here. Um, Kiefer, or what is what's that guy's name? Uh, I'm going to look up his name. Hold on. So we can get it right. What's his name? Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield is such a good actor. He is so, so brilliant in this. Uh, he had a brilliant cast that brought him. It's mostly based on Lakeith Stanfield's character, the Judas character, because it's, it's, it's it was an FBI informant in the camp uh, with a, a Fred Hampton and stuff like that, which which, which was for a lot of black leaders back in uh, those days and uh, probably today too. Uh, but um, but hey, the 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 the, the people itself surrounding this movie helped Daniel Kaluuya's performance. Uh, Daniel, here's the thing, and, and this is what I'll say, okay? And, and I'm going to go off on the tangent here, okay? It's a, it's a great move, but I, I, this is what I want to say because a lot of 
black people are complaining now, and I'm gonna, and this is gonna bring me into a whole nother thing. Okay, today we're gonna talk a little bit about for a second. But there is this thing happening, and I, I really believe because maybe the people who are funding these movies, they can't get funding for these movies, some of these movies they're trying to put out, and so they will take uh, somebody, I, this is my person, this is Carlotta 101, okay? This is Carlotta's Theory 101. My theory is that are, they are getting people, donors to these, to, in these, to give them money to make these movies on these black historical figures. And, and Native Black America, and whoever is funding these people are asking them to put uh, people of un, other than Black uh, Native Black American descent. Okay, and I'm okay with that if the actor is good from time to time. But Black Americans, to me, should still be do- very dominant in Hollywood. But we are seeing this. Uh, we're seeing this everywhere too. Because I'm going to talk about CNN in a minute here. Okay, I, I'm getting ready to get to them in just a second. Because they've done something interesting to me too uh, But we're seeing this emergence Because there is a story going on here And see, of of the black immig- immigrant Or black immigrants um, uh, who, are, who have been native here There is starting to be a huge push there Remember Kamala Harris and Barack Obama were uh, are 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 uh, not descendants of native Black Americans, but immigrants. Okay, uh, immigrant uh, parents. Okay, so and this is not to hate on anybody because Black people, Black American, Native Black America is not not haters. We don't do that in our, in our we. As a matter of fact, we we shown lots of love to every group, everything too much that we to the to the to the uh, hurt of our own selves. Okay. So what we're seeing, and what we know white America loves to do is play games. I mean, we know white America better than any group. And so we understand when they're playing fucking games with us, okay? And one of the things that happens, a lot of times a lot of immigrant groups come over, because I've had a lot of friends from immigrant groups, okay? And they talk, and they discuss. When we have discussions, they tell me straight up true, true shit. And I appreciate that. And a lot of times, a lot of their their families and stuff will come over here with ideas about black Americans. Well, I don't understand why they can do it and we can do it. They'll, they'll have a lot, they'll have a very white supremacist attitude. Not all of them, but a lot of them will. It won't be like, like we're, when we talk about people like Sidney Poitier or or, or or Harry Belafonte, okay? When we look back at those type of figures who were uh, not for descendant from who were I, was the Caribbean descendant, descendant, when we look at those people and, and they're, they're, when we look at them, they really went to bat for black America. They appreciated native black America. They understood they were a guest in the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, say, for instance, if I go over to Nigeria today and I have children in Nigeria and, uh, uh, and, 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 yes, my children in some senses grow up Nigerian, but I understand they're guests in the fucking house. So what I do, what, what we do is we learn, the, we learn the Nigerian people. We understand we're different from them, but we appreciate what they brought to the table. No way would I be telling my kids to look down and talk shit or try to be the voice of Nigerians. When I, they ain't the voice of Nigerians. No way the fuck I would tell them to do that. Now, would I tell them to, 
to fight for rights that they see co- that coincide with them and fight for the rights of the people as, as understanding they are a guest in the fucking house? Yes. Be an ally? Yes. A, a great ally? Of course. I mean, Marcus Garvey was that. But to be, to, to come and to look down and to talk shit and then to be the face and then get mad, get mad when Native black Americans start to say, uh-uh, wait a minute, hold on. You can't talk with me because you don't know my experience. My experience is very different from you. Just because you black don't mean we got the same fucking experience. Our experience, Native black Americans share a uh, uh, we don't all share the same experience. As, we're not all monolith as Native Black Americans, but we do have a general sense of our experience. And to so so there is so sometimes what you have is a lot of these these white supremacists out here now using uh, immigrants and sometimes immigrants from a different class from the in, from their countries come over and they use them as faces. As black to 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 mass black America, they start talking for black America. They start talking. They start to um, uh, uh, inject their point, but they're not black native black America, and they can't speak for us. And so they get mad when we begin to separate. We begin to say, "Well, no, wait a minute. Your your experience is a little different." You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you you got your Haitian flag up, but you listen. You can't speak for me. I don't have I don't, my fam, I didn't come from another. My family is rooted and grounded in the soil here for generations on top of generations. My family was slaves here. It's a different kind of thing. And even though your family may have been slaves over in a different place, it's not the same as here. What we've been dealing with, and you may have come over and had to deal with remnants of our shit, but you ain't you. It's not we're not the same. And that isn't meaning we better than, it's just that we're not the same. Our experience is different. And when you're in the house, you need to respect our fucking experience. Don't look down on our experience, don't diss our experience, but you need to have respect for our experience as black Americans. And respect for what we've done and what we've survived. So when I see Daniel Kalua talk about he went to Costco, to learn accents instead of going around native black people, getting to know black people, getting to know. That's why he's sitting up there mimicking and he ain't got no soul in it. Where the, like, you know, that, that, that's our issue. And so we, we have to make sure as black Americans that there are native black Americans, that there's not people, people are not out here telling our stories. You know what I'm saying? And it was a very good story. This was a very, very good movie. I know, you know. A very good movie. It was very good. The cast was great, and it was from the Judas standpoint of view more so. Um, but I had to think about that. I mean, you know, I thought about that, and speaking, and it made me go on to thinking about this week also. When we're talking about, uh, I was looking, I was watching CNN because I was wondering where this chick Abby Phillips came from. She like showed up out of the blue. You know, I was like, where the fuck? Who is this Abby Phillips? And no offense, I mean, but she's a she seems like a nice reporter, but you know, oh, yawner for me. But listen, hey, listen, I was like, where in the world? Because here's what I've been seeing the whole time on CNN. This is what you just and this is, 
And I, and this is it's so funny because Black America, I don't think we understand the level of sold, selling out that's happening, how we're getting sold down the river right now. A lot of black uh, pundits, a lot of black people who have been out there speaking up for black America and speaking like they know and all this stuff, they are even getting cast aside. Like, Abby, I was I was just cre- I was reading an article on her, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she's from Trinidad. Her parents are from Trinidad, so that tells you again, okay. Interesting. But here's the thing. Angela Rye. And all these other people have been pundits all up on CNN, right? And I ain't that big a fan of Angela Rye and some of the people they've had as pundits up there, you know, speaking out for black America. But why wouldn't you put her as a, every, uh, a reporter? I just start thinking that there is a being a, a masking, a masking with other black people from other countries. There, there have been a masking of black American thoughts. Black American people, there is a man, and hey, it's a difference. I don't have no problem when you speaking if you from uh, Trinidad and you speaking from the Trinidad point of view. I don't have no problem if you speaking from the Haitian point of view, speaking from the Grenadian point of view. But when you come and you claim to be speaking from Native Black Americans' point of view, well, now I got a fucking problem with you because you're you're masking situations. You don't really a lot of times they don't really know the situation. Because they grew up in different cultures, they may have grew up somewhat next to black people, or learned to learn to attach on to black people to move through the culture. But they still, when they go home, they have a different experience than the native black American, whose roots sometimes begin in the south. So we got people up here speaking for us like we're one collective group. We're not. And so I and it and they're starting to put them in positions where they're being seen and they're like there's a sort of hiding of the background and what you'll find is a lot of them will not be allies for us. Not good allies. Not all not and listen, I'm not talking about all because there's some listen, let me just say this. There are some people, Jamaican people, Haitian people, some uh some uh uh people from uh, the Caribbean, I mean, uh, from um, uh, from uh, a Trinidad, all over England, all over that are down for black America. They like, I understand, I understand. They are allies. They say, hey, you right. When, when black people, we in the black, we, we got to respect black Americans because we, in a sense, in, a, in the house. We, we've, come, we've come here because of them. A lot of us have gotten here because of them. So there has to be an honor and a respect. There are people who do do that, do that, but then there are people who are like who feel some sort of way because they're being separated. Because really, you know, they don't really, they really have their own like they their own agendas, right? And so they don't want to, they want to attach on to Black America just enough to get where they need to go, and then detach, and then begin to talk shit as a, like hiding under under Black American causes and things like that. But we as black America, we really have got to be careful of this. I'm seeing this more and more, and black America is not paying no attention because a lot of times in black America, we're not thinking on a political level. Like, you know, we're not thinking on a, sometimes on a, some of us are, but a lot of us aren't. Sometimes we thinking black is black, but black is not black. Black ain't even black in all of black America. We got, you know, as we've seen in the story of Judas and the black messiah, there was two black males and one black man was selling out another black man. 
but that is rooted on our experience, and we understood why that happened to that brother, why he, he felt the need, because we understand that experience in America. That is rooted in the Native black experience in America. So we get that, right? So it, they, so we, can, we get both brothers' situations and energies in that, in that movie. Okay, so we have a unique experience in America that no other group has had. And so it is important that we be we get to voice our stories. We get to stand at the forefront. It doesn't mean that other groups can't be in our story or other groups can't help with or be allies to us. But it means that you don't speak for us. Has us. Has our successes because you're we're not the same. We you my like I said if 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 generations of black people in America are here rooted into the soil and we've never gotten, uh, we, we're not getting any further, then there's something wrong. And it's not just with us. We've been in a, a systematic racial uh, a racial quagmire of injustice, Jim Crow, segregation, slavery, all kinds of shit, okay? So it's, it's hard for a person, you say, well, I'm from the Caribbean, we was in slavery, that's over there. It was different. We America had the biggest and the longest slave trade. It was one of the cruelest. Chattel slavery was fucking cruel. Our situation is different. We are different, and it's okay. Damn. And it's okay to respect us as black Americans and say, you know what? Hey, you know what? I respect black America because black America, if it wasn't for black America, we wouldn't be. I've heard immigrants say that. If it wasn't for black America, we wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for black native black Americans, hey, I wouldn't have my musical chops. So I wouldn't have my acting chops. I, I watched black actors in America, and that's how I wanted to be an actor. I watched black musicians in America, and that's how I want. It's okay to give us love. Shit, that shit, was, that shit is rooted in blood. So, yes, give us love for our stuff. And then maybe we'll be a little bit more accepting. But when we start people start seeing people coming over here and trying to connive their way through and try to diss black America as if we're not nothing and being used by white supremacists to uh, make it seem as if we, we're we not doing what we need to be doing, that's crazy. I mean, it, it becomes a little crazy. So I understand the uh, – so you, you – and, and as far as it's, – it's just like I'm getting ready to go here. And I, then I'm going to come back to that because I want to say something about that movie, too. I'm going to come back to the movie again. But it's like they're putting out a movie right now on one of these channels with this girl and she, Cynthia Erivo. Cynthia Erivo was uh, the clips I saw of Harriet Tubman, and I saw enough clips to know. I didn't even – I was willing to give Daniel Kaluuya a chance, but Cynthia Erivo as Harriet Tubman was really not the business, okay? It just was not – she had no business plan. <laughs> And it's not that Cynthia Riva isn't a good talent. A talent, she can sing. She's a great actress, but she is not the roles they've been giving her. And that's that's some kind of games they playing in Hollywood. They even put her up as Aretha Franklin. Oh, and listen, let me tell you something. I've seen several different versions of trailers. I don't know who she's playing. I was like, who is that? That is not Aretha Franklin. I mean, she might be telling her story, but she, lady, girl, why are you letting them tell you to play Aretha? You are not, you have no connect. It was like, it, it's almost soulless, the clips I've seen. 
soulless. Again, Cynthia Reba, who's talked allegedly said some things on her her Twitter account against Black America, but yes, she's coming over here quickly to play one. Uh, and soulless. Um, this is a problem. If you if you can't, I mean, this is the problem. I, 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 it's just sad. I mean, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I mean, if you see this clips of Cynthia Arriva, you're gonna be like, "Yo, like, whoa, like," and then look at Aretha old clips, okay? Because that's how the standard I get. You are you acting like I even been on Jennifer Hudson. I didn't think even Jennifer Hudson should play Aretha. I thought they should get a newcomer for Aretha. I. I because, I, you know, I'm a little bit scared of Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha, and let me tell you why. Because, in, and even though Jennifer Hudson is a native black American, my issue is that sometimes, you know, she's too busy trying to get her voice out there instead of the story of Aretha. And I noticed in, 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 the, in the movie with uh, Jennifer Hudson, they, very, they play very few clips of her talking. It's mostly her singing. Now, with Cynthia Reaver, they played a lot of clips of her talking, and it's like, you know, like, yo, know, like, it's still not good. Like, I, I said I, I said they should get a newcomer. I went with somebody like Jill Scott or something like that. I just I always felt that. I felt like they did Aretha a disservice by going for the, the easy, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I, I just did not, I did not uh, like Cynthia Revo as, as Aretha Franklin. I think it's gonna. I think that it's gonna bomb probably. But uh, and we we as Black America, we have got to be very careful with this kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You know because what what happened is even Cicely Tyson was talking about this. She was talking about you know how a lot of people Africans were taking jobs. You know she in Hollywood, and we as Black America, we have fought very hard for that position. And that stance, and it's not that we don't want other people in there who are talented and who can, who do the work, but it's like you are being used against us, and that's our issue, you know. So that's on that. But let me go back to the Fred Hampton movie. There was something very specific in that movie I saw, and this is part of the reason why Dr. King I felt was killed, and Fred Hampton. Um. And it was something Malcolm used to do. People didn't know that Malcolm used to go around and talk to different heads of groups and stuff like that. Um, Fred Hampton in that movie noticed what he did. It was a, a scene in the movie where he goes to the, not only the gangs in Chicago, but he goes to the white supremacists in Chicago, the Patriots. Something that young, a little young Pharaoh was doing not too long ago. He went to the Patriots. And he began to group in all with them. Let me let me explain something why he did that. See, because if you understand that's why I'm saying black America wasn't getting Donald Trump and the Patriot thing. They wasn't getting the rise of progressives. The rise of the of, of the of, of white you know, white males not wanting their country taken over. Okay. Fred Hampton seized on that. That's some deep shit. Watch the movie again, because a lot of you were running out here, and y'all will be talking about y'all be y'all will be putting up Malcolm X clips, and y'all won't li- y'all will have y'all have not listened to Malcolm clearly. You haven't listened to Dr. King. Even Dr. King did that on a more grand scale with the Poor People's Campaign. Dr. King went after poor white people, progressives. Okay. 
listen, I was trying to tell y'all about chess and checkers with Donald Trump. You made the wrong move with Joe Biden. And Fred Hampton, that Fred Hampton movie showed you that. And a lot of you guys will put up clips of Martin Luther King. You'll be talking about that movie, Fred Hampton, but you won't see the chess moves that was made. You won't understand it. You start talking crazy. But anyway, I don't know if I finished my, but I just wanted to say that, okay? Just But pay attention to the chess moves and how Fred Hampton was getting all these people together to go for his cause because he understood that if he sided that, that it was a bigger thing. There was a big, bigger, and, the, and the, so did the FBI. Now, that's why I said to you, let me just say this real quick before I, because I don't know if I finished my thoughts too, too on something else, but let me just say this. Um, Fred Hampton, the FBI, and it's so funny because now black people act like FBI is cool, like, you know, funny, hilarious. But uh, but 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 the FBI and the and, and the the way they did Frank Hampton and it was horrible, Cointel Pro, all that stuff they were doing. Uh, listen, Donald Trump, even though he wasn't doing it for black people, he did see that those those agencies, the FBI and the CIA, were out of control. Now you saying as a black person, well, Carlisle, he didn't like black people. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is that he see he was pulling back the power from those agencies, and, and that helps us in a sense. It's it's residual help. It's it's help that wasn't meant for you that ends up helping you. See, they Fred Hampton got that on the scale. We even with the white patriots. That's why he went in there to partner. He went in there to partner with them. He went in there to listen to them, and then he started telling them what you what we have in common, the common enemy. Oh man, that was deep right there. That was the deepest part of the movie. Cause that's the shit. That's the shit that got him killed. The shit that the shit that got Dr. King killed was the poor people's campaign. The shit that and not the one that this dude, the dude, the preacher out here that's doing now that the white liberals don't put him up to it. No, I'm talking about Dr. King was going after a real poor people's campaign. I'm talking about the, the Dr. King's Poor People campaign when he started addressing economics and sounded more like Malcolm. And then you then you talk about Fred Hampton, okay? You understand why they had to kill him, okay? You will understand it is a very uh, – they had to make those moves. They had to make those moves. But anyway, I'm going to go right back. I'm going to go back real quick to hit on. I don't know if I finished this up, but I, what I was saying about Aunt Abby, when I was talking about the girl at CNN who got picked suddenly to be a, a, a reporter uh, out of nowhere, and notice they didn't pick Angela Rye. Angela Rye been on there talking shit for the last two, even though I don't like Angela Rye's uh, politics that much, but she's been on there talking a lot of shit for the last five, ten. Why did they pick Angela? Because she's too strong. Too much, sim- too similar to black. What black America would sound like? I'm just. I'm, these are questions that we get. And they picked that girl Abby. I just thought that was strange. Huh? Anywho, that's the stuff I've been doing. That's so. That's my idea about the Fred Hampton movie. I know there was a lot in that, in, encompassed in that. We talked about immigration, uh, black immigrants, and all that stuff. I know there was a lot in that, but I wanted to uh, get that, um, get that out of the way, and discuss uh, that. That ahead of time, my thoughts on that. Um, listen, 
uh, you guys, if you, uh, I see a lot of you on the phone lines. If you want to, uh, did you have a discussion, you want to say something or something, you know, uh, you can hit the one. And that way I know I want to finish my commentary on that. And then you hit the one and I will uh, let you come on to talk. For those of you who want to call in and talk, the number is 718-766-4236, okay, if you want to say something uh, to it. But the, for the rest of you, if you're just holding on the line, just, you know, pick, just hit your one, and that way I'll know that you want to uh, discuss something, okay? All right, so what else? Let me tell you. Okay, so we got that out the way with uh, how I felt about the Fred uh Hampton uh, movie. Uh, also, you know, uh, Fred Price. You know, oh my God, Fred Price. Wow. I mean, listen. Let me tell you, Fred Price is uh, one of, the, to me, one of the best preachers in uh, Black America. We we lost Fred Price the other day. Passed away. They say from complications from people are saying from COVID. Uh, so rest in power um, to uh, uh, to Fred for, for, for uh, to Fred Price because Fred Price. I mean. Boy, I used to love watching on Sundays Fred Price talk. Listen, Fred Price was very powerful. I mean, like some of the he used to he used to crack me up. I mean, when he he was one of the premier uh, faith based preachers, like the the like that first started talking to black people about economic empowerment, along with black empowerment, along with spiritual empowerment, and oh my goodness. You know, he was 89 years old, lived a full life. One of my favorite ministers to watch on TV. I'm telling you, I used to love. And, and he kind of goes. To, I like him in the same way I like uh, Bill Bill uh, Bill Winston. He Bill Winston reminds me a lot of him. Okay, I watch Bill Winston too. I love Bill Winston. But uh, he was founder of Prince Al Christian Center. Uh, he was 89. It says. Uh, uh, it said Pre- uh, Pre- Price died Friday, according to Instagram post on the account of his son Fred Price Jr. This is from DailyNews.com. They say our husband, father, and your apostle is going to be with the Lord Friday evening. The post read, "We accept his decision to go. Has he go? Has he got a glimpse of glory a couple of weeks ago? But we we are sad. Please allow us some time to process all of this. He fought the good fight of faith and laid hold of eternal life." Frederick Price and his wife of 67 years, Dr. Betty Price, started Crenshaw Christian Center in 1973, uh, first located at 9550 Crenshaw Boulevard in Inglewood before moving in 1981 to the former Pepperdine University campus on South Vermont Avenue at 79th Street, okay? Uh, his ministry includes 16 health ministries, auxiliaries, and the, the Apostle Frederick Price Ministry Training Institute at Crenshaw Christian Center, New York, Okay. Uh, Fred Price will be so missed. And if you get, if you have any chance to go onto YouTube and look at some old Fred Price uh, 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 sermons, you should. I mean, I'm telling you. It, it, first of all, it's encouraging. It's funny. Fred Price was hilarious, <laughs> but it's also uh, uh, very, uh, very empowering too. So. Fred Price was making inroads. Let me just say this: that some preachers today are not even making in the African American community. I mean, he was making inroads. Fred Price was making inroads with people who who were not afraid. He, Fred Price was never afraid of black empowerment. He was never afraid of it, and that was and 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 uh, and he upheld Christian values at the same time. So he was dope like that, okay? I, 
I mean, I think Fred Price and uh, Fred Price was a uh, um, was definitely a pioneer in in uh, one of the pioneer preachers of the 20th century. So rest in power to Fred Price. Okay, and then also uh, Mary uh, Mary uh, what the girls from the Supremes passed away. Uh, but you know, listen. She looked so good. She was just on something a few days. Mary Wilson, she passed away at the Supreme. She was just on something a few days. She looked really great. I, I was at, and I think it was her 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 passing was a surprise to everyone. Um, you know, uh, Mary Wilson it was she was just like a few weeks ago talking about maybe some old releases of her of songs, solo solo things songs she made back in the day would be released. Uh, you know, and you know, she went all around the world with the Supremes. The Supremes were the largest selling girl group of all times. You know, Diana Ross, her, and uh, uh, for uh, what's the girl's other girl's name? Florence. Uh, and and then and later later on, Nick was a bird song that came in. Yeah, so I mean, you know, just a uh, just a legacy in the uh, the whole thing of the Supremes and Motown. Um. You know, it leaves Diana has the last one standing, Diana Ross. Uh, Diana Ross is, you know, she's often played in the story, and I don't want to make this about Diana Ross, even though I'm talking about Mary Wilson, but I know that sometimes people love to make Diana Ross the villain. Uh, they do. You know, like, people like to like to make Beyonce the villain, right? You know, if Destiny Child. I think Beyonce's a little bit more the villain, but there's a reason I have to say this because I, I, Diana Ross was was clearly an accident. They they didn't really want Diana Ross was not meant to be the lead singer of the Supremes. They didn't think she was going to be the Supreme. Diana Ross was the least likely to be the uh, the, uh, the 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 lead singer of the Supremes, and uh, Diana Ross ends up becoming uh, you know. She, they didn't have any hits. I mean, I, I heard Mary Wilson and all of them talk about that, and then Diana, they write a song, and Diana leaves it. Diana had the grace, the, the style and everything to pull it off to help the group. You know, it's a little different, but I think her and Mary, I don't know if that division was still there between her and Mary over the years, you know, which was it's very sad. But it's so sad in terms of that for her because I think sometimes even when one of the Supremes passes, you know, uh, when the oh no, Sydney Bird song is still here. So, but she's not an original. But between the originals that was here, which was Florence and Mary, Diana is the one left. But Diana was the least likely to be that solo artist. And I, I feel like sometimes she she always in the midst of us examining Mary Wilson's beautiful, wonderful life, Diana sometimes gets painted as a villain somewhere. And you know, I. I I really don't want people to see Diana Ross as a villain because Diana Ross was really, yes, she was. Uh, was Diana Ross assertive uh, 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 in her mission when she before she found out who she was? Yes, uh, uh, definitely. Uh, and was she a little strict? From what I hear, you know, strict about certain things. She had to be because Diana. Diana didn't have the big voice like the other girls, so Diana had to make sure that she was the bomb. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes we can, because of the story, we're talking about Mary Wilson this week. I mean, we're talking about the past of Mary Wilson. I know the Diana villain tree will come out. I've already seen it. <laughs> but I, I think that together, all together, the three of them, 
made a tremendous impact on society, and you know it. Was, and they were friends, all of them, back in uh, Detroit. So isn't it so powerful that three girls who go to Motown, who were basically, you know, under all the other girls at Motown, uh, under all the other girl groups at Motown, they were really not going. They didn't have a hit. They used to call them the No Hit Supremes or something, or uh, something, and and then. They be they rise up. These three girls rise up to become the biggest selling girl group at all times. The underdogs, the, the tail becomes the head. Wow! And they became Motown. They became Motown's bread and butter. Mary Wilson, Donna Ross, and Florence Ballard. I mean, what a what a what a legacy. You know what I'm saying? How deep is that? They went from the no-hit girls to the whole Motown, to defining the Motown sound, to define, to being the defining group at Motown. Damn. That couldn't be done without all three of them, okay? That couldn't have been done. Even though Diana became the forefront, you needed Mary and you needed Florence. Okay, and then ladies later Cindy. Okay, you needed all of them. So shout out to the legacy of the Supremes, and uh, what else this week? Uh, oh yes, and I want to talk about this Chiefs. If you guys have been um, a Chief fan, like I have been for years, uh, you know we uh, for Chief fans, they uh, this week lost Marty Schottenheimer. Marty Schottenheimer was the coach of the Chiefs. Uh, in the 90s, he was one of the winningest coaches. You know, I wasn't a big fan of Marty Ball. I used to often criticize Marty Ball. <laughs> but I liked Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, I actually got to meet Marty Schottenheimer years ago. Long story, okay? <laughs> Y'all like, Colorado, you got some love. It is a long story. I haven't been at the airport. <laughs> You know, I pushed you at the airport for a while. None of y'all business while I was at the airport. But I was at the airport, and the Chiefs were coming. <laughs> and, so I be, and so I got to meet Marty Schottenheimer, and Marty Schottenheimer was really nice. Like, in that brief meeting, I joked with him. He joked about the Chiefs' season. I think the Chiefs had just lost a very important game, a playoff game. But he was really funny, and he was he was nice in that brief moment. And Marty Schottenheimer was known as one of the winningest coaches in, in, in Chief history. He was there during the uh, Neil Smith, Derek Thomas years when the Chiefs had the dope defense, and they got the dope offense with uh, uh, with uh, uh, what's his name when he, Joe Montana came to town with uh, uh, what's his name Allen. Marcus Allen, oh, my God, the Chiefs was dope. They were fire. They was fire. It's too bad they never got a Super Bowl. That is a fire-ass team. They only went to the championship game, but they never got a Super Bowl. That's when I, I felt the Chiefs was at its – I mean, look, I look at the Chiefs now, and I see the Chiefs have more missing pieces than they did back then. It was a different type of NFL back then. But the Chiefs have more missing pieces. That, that we had the perfect offense and a perfect defense. My God, we had fire on both sides, and it was by accident. <laughs> and it was, it just, you know, and so I always hate that that team, Marty's team, never got to go to the Super Bowl. It's, that was so sad. And Marty Schottenheimer never got to, he kind of had a repeat. He had that kind of going on. Like when he went to San Diego, when he went to Cleveland, when he was at Cleveland and Kansas City, 
it was always he almost got to the dance but never got there. It's just so, so sad. But rest in peace to Marty Schottenheimer, okay? Uh, and, okay, you guys. So, when is there going to be It's a Word today? No, It's a Word today because I feel like the show is probably going to be a It's a Word. <laughs> okay? So, you guys, if, uh, we're going to take a break, and when I come back, we're going to get into this news out here that we got to talk about. I know I didn't get to some stories last week, and I don't know if I'm going to get to them, y'all, but I'll try to put some in there and mix them up or whatever from last week, some of the stories. But I definitely want to talk about Donald Trump just got acquitted. The Senate just acquitted Donald Trump. Democrats, what was it all for? A complete fucking waste of money and time. And the Democrats wanted to go further. No, there's no going further. You shouldn't even did it in the first place. Donald Trump is gone. He's sitting at home now. What is that? What is what is the Democrat problem? I have no clue. Oh, God. They're giving me headaches, the Democrats, okay? But we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Plus, we got to talk about Holly Berry, child, getting up here. On, and she got took the social media this week talking about child support, okay? And, you know, it's funny when the table turns. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more on the CC show. But meanwhile, you know who we're going to start off with? I like this one. I got to, I told y'all last week I got to see uh, uh, Fat Man Scoop was interviewing, uh, what's his name? Morris Day from The Time. Oh, my God, and I love that interview. And one of my favorite songs by Morris Day in The Time, one I keep saying that Maxwell should do over, I guess, but I feel like I'm talking to the wind. So, listen, but one of my favorite songs by them is Gigolos Get Lonely Too. That is just like a dope song for me. So, that's what we're going to start off the show with. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Oh, that's not the song. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Oh, 
to y'all. Once bitten, twice shy. I love that Dango song. That song never gets old to me. One of my favorite songs by Vesta Williams. Once bitten, twice shy. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I am back, y'all. And uh, it's time to get into the news out here in these streets, okay? Now, I just saw a picture. You know what? I'm about to get on Holly Berry's ass. First of all, let me just say this before I get on Holly Berry's ass. Happy Valentine's Day to y'all. It's Valentine's Day. I forgot. Okay, but you know what? Hey, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Remember, you don't have to have a Valentine to, you know, have a good Valentine's Day, okay? So, you guys, you know, uh, have a good one, okay, on that note, okay? Now, let me talk to y'all. Okay, I just saw this post Holly Berry put up. Like, Holly Berry's like, bitches, I ain't broke up with Van Hunt or else they ain't got back together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She put a picture of her and Van Hunt. Uh, and she's, you know, shaking her little booty. She's so cute. Damn, she's so cute. She's so damn cute. There's, there's no doubt. She's cute as fuck. <laughs> okay. And she put, you keep everything simple at Van Hunt. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. She's like, you bitches, I'm not, I'm back with them, whatever. They might be back together, okay? Her and Van might be back together. I don't know, because she had a post this week talking about no more boyfriends and all that stuff, Okay. I'm about to get on her ass. I'm going to get, but I'll save that a little bit after this story, okay? Because first I'm going to get on the Democrats' ass. Donald Trump gets acquitted in these streets. Why are we sitting, why did we spend, listen, do you know how much of a delay that was for the, the, the checks? Where's the checks? Biden, Joe, where's the checks? Joe been trying to slice the checks. Him and the Democrats been going back. They have, you know, this, this is what y'all got up in here, okay? I'm just saying. It, they could have had these checks in October, by the way. But it says, Senate acquits Trump in historic uh, second impeachment trial over Capitol riot. According to MSN.com, uh, USA Today, it says the Senate acquitted former President Donald Trump, Trump a second time after a historic trial where House managers painted him as lingering as a lingering threat after his supporters led a deadly riot in the Capitol January 6th. They did not lead a deadly. It was not a deadly riot. The only people that had that was deadly, it was two things that happened. Unfortunately, sad for the, the police people. Anybody who got hurt that day, it was very sad. But this, particularly the police officer got, he, it was quite, it was more of an accident because the people were pushing in and he got they, I think he had trampled the police officer with that, which that was very sad. But the other lady got killed by the Capitol Police. It was more like a riot. Like, a, you know, and I know, like, people don't like, it wasn't really, I mean, they was climbing the Capitol. They were taking selfies when they got inside. They were stealing uh, paperwork. I mean, they, I don't think they was really deadly. I mean, it wasn't that. It didn't look that deadly. It looked like it could be dangerous. But like they was, they was acting like they was going in there. Like they, you can't overthrow. Let me just say this, okay? Because they can sell this shit to y'all newspapers because they biased right now. They can sell shit to y'all talking about this was a coup. It was no fucking coup. A fucking coup. You cannot fucking overthrow a government with no weapons, with te- iPhones and and uh uh, uh costumes. <laughs> You can't overthrow a government with iPhones and costumes. Stop it. They know that. They know that. Now, were the people angry? 
And then they go off, yeah, but it was, and was it, could it got dangerous? It did. But uh, was it, was it, was it, was it an overthrow? No, not without no weapons. It was not no overthrow. Coups don't happen like that. Read them up. Read up on them. Anyway, it says a 57 to 43 majority of the Senate voted to uh, convict Trump but fell short of two-thirds majority required for conviction. Seven Republicans joined the 50 lawmakers who who, who caucus with Democrats. Trump was also acquitted a year ago in his first trial about his dealings in Ukraine when a majority opposed conviction and only one Republican joined the Democrats to convict. The trial was historic because Trump was the first president impeached twice and the first to be tried after leaving office. Trump was only the third president tried in the Senate without, see, they've set precedents here, by the way, too, with all being acquitted. But the Senate voted against Trump, uh, vote against Trump was the most bipartisan vote of, uh, for conviction of a president in history, okay? Uh, the others faced voter uh, votes entirely from the opposition party. Trump issued a statement thanking his supporters in Congress. Our cherished constitutional republic was, um, was founded on the impartial rule of law, the indispensable safeguard of our liberties, our rights, and our freedoms, Trump said. It is a sad commentary on our time that one political party in America is given a free pass to denigrate the rule of law, defame law enforcement, cheer mobs, excuse rioters, and transform justice into a tool of political vengeance and persecute black lists and cancel and suppress all people whose viewpoint with whom in which they disagree. Well, they have been doing that. Here's the thing. Let me just stop Trump right here, though. Trump, the problem I have with Donald Trump is that Trump is not understanding. Yes, he's a right, he, he's a white supremacist, and so is some of the white liberals on the other side of white supremacists. So, so white supremacy has layers. It's layers to this shit, okay? But at the same time, uh, I'm for freedom of speech for people, by the way, but uh Donald Trump has to get get rid of his narrative. That's what that's why he's out of office right now. As a matter of fact, I think it would have went better for Donald Trump had he started to move out of this rhetoric that he that is that's costing him. Um in terms of I heard somebody say Donald Trump couldn't have been stopped and he had he not had that little undertone of racial rhetoric. It's not just that. But it's also Donald Trump is keeping, like, he, he has these old white males up there and stuff like that. Even though uh, Biden has the same thing, it's just very different. Donald Trump, to me, when he when he got lawyers, he should they should have been young whippersnappers, young, uh, not nerdy-looking conservative-like, but very cool-like lawyers. Uh, he, he needs to go, he needs to change his imagery, I mean, like back to when he was Hollywood a little bit. He needs to go back the duality of when he was the, on The Apprentice. Uh, he needs to also, he should, where he made a huge mistake is not part part, and he did that so he could get the votes allegedly. Some people said there was a deal cut so that they wouldn't vote him out to not, where he couldn't pardon Assange or Snowden. To me, that was a huge mistake. I would have pardoned Assange or Snowden because they would have been dealing with all kind of shit right now. In my opinion. I think they wouldn't have even paid attention to him. He he might have got impeached. I doubt it, though. Uh, 
it, it's just you know he's made a number of mistakes. I don't know if Donald Trump can come back from 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 this. I think he he sold out his base to make sure that he wouldn't be impeached. And you know you can understand that because he's probably worried about his family, his livelihood, and everything else. So it is what it is. Okay. But my thing is don't go up there playing games that you can't handle. In my personal opinion, okay. Uh, so Trump gets acquitted. It was a waste of time. The Democrats have wasted time and money, and American people are still out here hurting from the corona. But they had time to impeach somebody that was already that already left office. It's just crazy as fuck. They're just crazy as hell. They, they nutty. And you can see they're going to play themselves very quickly. Can we see the Democrats are going to play themselves very quickly? I can't. I can see it. People are already talking about Joe Biden. Okay? So it, it's, it's, it should be interesting to, to watch this play out, okay? Um, should we talk about Holly Berry? Yeah, let's go on to Holly Berry. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so everybody thought Holly Berry this week had called it quits with Van Hunt. You know, cause she, you know, she first of all she had this, you know, she had a shirt on. Talking about no, you know, and maybe they had a temporary breakup. Like she had a shirt on that said "No more boyfriends." You know, women go through the temporary, especially. You know what, Holly Berry? Can I say this? I hope it works out with Van Hunt, okay? Because I feel like what when I'm looking at this little picture and she's moving her little booty around and all this stuff or whatever she's doing. <laughs> she's having a good time, child. She's having a good time. Okay. I think Holly Berry likes a good creative. Like I think that she's been with a lot of men. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of men that haven't worked out for her, but maybe Van, you know, like there is a comfortableness finally you get the you get the good looking guy, you know, your age group. And oh, it looks like you know she looks like she having hot sex, and she's she's twit. You know when a woman is having hot sex, <laughs> especially over fifty, they get to acting so youthful. They're like woohoo! Like she's acting, she's really acting out. <laughs> okay, and maybe you know she's been emotional. You know she's an emotional basket. Holly Berry, one thing we've learned about you is you the emotional one in a lot of these relationships. I believe. I believe your ass get emotional, and you and you know, and it's probably still a tinge. I mean, you've grown older and you've gotten more wisdom, but let's just say the Van Hunt's defense is there was a little temporary breakup here. Uh, Holly Berry may have she may have given him a tinge of that emotional crazy for a minute. He might say, "Shit, let me get out of here." <laughs> Maybe that happened. That's called out of season. Okay, I don't know because she was wearing that shirt this week, and she was, you know, she, she. I thought she was done. You know, she was having a hard time with the men this week. Okay, and you know, she, um, and so she went. Uh, she kind of went off on, you know, kind of was going. So, so maybe that, and he got caught up into that emotional situation that she was having. Okay, because we know that about her. Now, this is according to RhymesWithSnitch.com earlier this week. It says, back in December, actress Holly Berry was online bragging about satisfying her new man, musician Van Hunt. <laughs> she, remember when she had the producer, too, the young boy? That's her type. Girl, you got a type. Lord have mercy, you can't run from her. 
She tried to run from him, but she can't. She can't run from him. Wait, listen, let's let's go through tight. Okay, David Justice. David Justice was just pure fine. Okay, I, she just that was just a. I think David Justice was. She really felt the person. David Justice. Okay, and David Justice is in the entertainment world. Even though it's a baseball, it's a sports guy. It's still a kind of creative side. Okay, but let's go through her other types. Wesley Snipes, allegedly Spike Lee, for a short time, allegedly. Uh, who else? Uh, Christopher Williams. Damn, I almost forgot about Christopher. Don't wake me, I'm dreaming, Christopher Williams. Yes. She likes a singer. Eric Benet. That was a good one. This one was on the low. Don't know if it's true, but it was rumored out here. Michael Ely. Who else that we can think of? We won't count the two. Or Lawrence Olivier is an actor. The other guy's a model. And I think she has some hiccups. Uh, who else? Now Van Hunt. Oh, she likes the music guys. See, oh, the producer, the producer, the other producer, the the, produ- the young producer that was a little younger than her. This one is too, though, I think, a little bit younger than her. Girl, girl, you got a type. Lord have mercy. Holly Berry got a type. It said, well, that's over with. Haley confirmed news yesterday on Instagram with the link to the interview where she talks about spending Valentine's Day alone this year while wearing a white a T-shirt with the slogan, no more boyfriends. We're uh, never alone when we're connecting with ourselves, okay? Okay, so, and she said, and that's on Holly Berry, okay? Listen, let me just say this, Holly, okay? Let me explain something, okay? Sweetheart, it, I mean, I don't know, pass the tape along if you, pass the, 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 the thing along if you know her. You know your type, okay? Let's just say it. You you are a beautiful girl. You a Leo. Oh, man, when we got that Leo off, oh, she's a Leo, too. Have you looked at her her chart? Like, she's a Leo. She's a Leo son. I don't know what her moon and her, uh, uh, her, uh, uh, her, her rising is. I need to look at it. I'm a Leo ascendant. Pretty high degree one, too. I feel Leo's because I understand what it's like. I understand the lion part of it. I feel like I feel like I'm a I'm a lion with a scorpion tail. <laughs> so we're passionate. So I have two signs. I guess my son is passionate. It's a passionate water sign. Scorpio is the most passionate of the water signs, and I'm a Leo ascendant. So I get Holly Berry. Passion. Holly Berry likes passion. Holly Berry likes to feel the fire shit, and ain't nobody to bring the fire like creatives. <laughs> the problem is, Holly Berry, your type like to fuck around. Hey, 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 hey. It gives her excitement in her life. It gives her stimulus. The stim, stimuli is stimulating and everything, and maybe that's the price she's willing to pay. Now, I'm not saying Van Hunt was fucking around on her. I'm just saying that she may be insecure when it comes to those creative types because a lot of them are her history. And Van Hunt might be a good dude, but maybe she's already like, are you I mean, he ain't, I ain't heard him down here in hell guy. That's what I call him. He, he, 
I'm sure he's got it, and that album was fire, by the way. But, you know, the musicians can be hoes. Like, you may really, really like them, but they can be hoes. Like, they're so exciting and create, just creatives, period. And that's her type. And so she may have to deal with, in her inside of her, Her 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 lack of trust for the creators. Like she wants them, but they can get messy with her. She can be messy with them. But if she's with any other type, she probably would be bored out of her mind. <laughs> a guy that's good for her would bore her. She's a Leo. She's a lion. She's royal. She's like, you know, Holly Berry would be like, carry on. Like, I mean, you know, she's... The good guys just will probably bore the fuck out of her. She'd probably be like, I just, I need the fire of the creatives. Okay, and so now Holly Berry has got to contend with the fact that in her 50s, that maybe there is just, this is just going to be fun. I'm not going to get married again. Because I, I, I like this type. And I understand this type can just go around on me. I'm not saying that's what Van Hunt did, but she did have a mysterious breakup this week, okay? A legend. Like, she had something out here, okay? And then maybe Van Hunt is a good guy. Maybe Van Hunt is, like, a good guy that's a musician. Maybe he's like, you know, I'm not out here hoeing. I'm creative, but I don't want to hoe no more. I don't want to be hoe. And so I hope so for her because she has a type. She does. Holly, you have a type. And those types attract as beautiful as Holly Berry is. And you'd be like, Negro, you got Holly Berry. Do you realize that at 50 some years old, she looked like she's 22? Like, I've been looking at Holly Berry. Like, I, I watch her. I, 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 Holly Berry is one of those people, like, Sade for me. She's like a holy grail, too. And I'll be looking at her. i be like, what do you just eat grass? Like, do you just. Like, are you just eating grass all day? Or, like, are you just eating? And because, you know, I'm a foodie. I, I'm, I'm losing my weight, but I'm a foodie. I'm, I don't never not want to eat food. If I look at them, maybe, I think she's a green, she's she making green stuff in, probably in the morning, like green smoothies and stuff. Like, and I'm like, ah. Like, you know, I'll be like, wow. I mean, it's the, you know, it's a price to pay for all that beauty. But, you know, all that prettiness and men still run around here on her ass. And you're like, Nico, you got Holly Berry. Why are you running around here on Holly Berry? And Van Hunt, you should be so fucking lucky. I hope he's not running around. Mm. Van Hunt should be the most loyal dude out here. People are probably listening to the Down Here in Hell song again. I mean, the album, again, it was a great album, by the way. I don't know why he didn't really make Did he make any more? I think he probably did. He just wasn't didn't get traction like the other ones. I don't know. I'm not for sure I have to look that up. But, listen, I, I hope it works for her. I really do. I really want her. I've, I've, I've said a few times she needed to close the coochie shop for a long time because you know, the coo- she 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 be out here in these streets going, it be going back and forth. But, you know, 
I wanted to work out for her. She looks really happy. Okay. Okay, so let me go to off of Holly for no, I'm going back on Holly, but something this week she said, okay, this is another thing. She got upset this week. And she took to social media because, you know, Gabriel Aubrey, one of her um one of the dudes that that you know, she made a misstep misstep with. She's had she's had a couple of kids. Uh she had one kid with him and one with Lawrence Olivier. Oh, God, Holly Berry. <sighs> and so this week she's upset about child support. You know? She's upset because, you know, this Gabriel Aubrey like swindled her out of you know out into uh uh some some she she's got she's she's been paying child support. I think at one time they said her child support was like twenty thousand dollars a month, I heard. Like twenty thousand dollars a month Holly Berry was paying. Um uh, was uh, was paying uh, paying that uh, Gabriel Aubrey, who's supposed to be a model. Okay, now Holly Berry was upset uh, about her child support. Okay, she was uh, her sky high child support this week, and she took to to, uh, to social media, and she put on social media uh, that she put on here, women don't owe you shit. Okay, and then uh, she put, and that's on Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> And she uh, then says uh, somebody said to her, a "Wisdom serpent says that essence. Holly Berry owes alimony and child support to that cracker that called her the N word. Okay, because that you know that is one of the things allegedly that was in some of her papers that he called her the N word. And uh, she put there and she she wrote back to her and said, and it takes great strength every day to pay it. And by the way, it's wrong and it's extortion. Okay." Um, she said, did you believe that men paying alimony and child support was wrong and this extortion? And she wrote, "I'm." this is what Holly Berry wrote, I'm not going to speak on alimony as I have never asked for it nor have I, have, have I ever paid it. However, as for child support, I feel I can speak on it as I've been paying it for the decade now. I feel, uh, I feel if a woman or a man having to pay support, uh, that it is way more than the reasonable than reasonable needs to help support the child. I think that it is wrong. I understand that some parents, man or woman, may need help, but I also feel that in these modern times, both men and women have responsibilities to financially take care of their children and work and make every effort to do so. That, that uh, the many laws are set up. People are allowed to use children in order to be awarded money to live a lifestyle that not only did they not earn, but that is a way way above and beyond child, the child's reasonable needs, and that is the wrong. That is wrong, and where I see the abuse, the laws are outdated and no longer reflect modern world. That's just my opinion. I clearly don't own truth. I can say I'm living it every day, and I can tell you it's hard. I do totally uh, understand the feelings of those men. Uh, who feel they are and have been taken advantage of by the system. Uh, okay, let me just say this, okay, Holly Berry, okay. You know, I feel like, you know, remember, I remember she told a story about she felt like the spirit of Dorothy Dandridge had jumped into her before she did the movie. I, I wonder if she's still there. You might need to exorcist Dorothy's ass, okay. Even though I love me some Dorothy Dandridge, but you might need to exorcist. Cause I know it's after the movie you start picking 
type of white men she was digging. Let me just say this, Holly Berry. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Here's my question. You went through you went through Christopher Williams, Wesley Snipes. Let me scratch out Christopher. Wesley Snipes, allegedly Spike Lee, or some other dudes that have money. David Justice. You didn't have no kid with none of them. They could afford. Like, to to partner with you on a baby. But your ass went and had a baby with a D-list model, Gabriel Aubrey. Out of all those men who were well-to-do that you could have babies with, you picked this joker who even called you... The N-word, allegedly, and allegedly didn't even want your child to be called black. All that stuff. Girl, 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 girl. That is nobody's fault but your damn fault. That's your fault. That's your fault. And take that L. It is a lesson learned. And the girl, how old is she? I'm 18, ain't she? She almost 18. The ride's almost over. She's like 13, 12, or 13. What is she? Like, the ride's almost over, Holly Berry. Do, some, do a couple of movies and run Gabriel his check. You, let me just explain something. You can't expect. you. This is what happens when you pick someone. Men is, is, is a, men, I feel, because I feel men and women play several different roles in society, but when a woman plays more of a masculine role, Understand that you're going to be called to the masculinity form of it, okay? So when you are the masculine in the relationship that's making all the money, then uh, uh, Gabriel, when you get when you have a baby by a dude like this, and you do it this way, he's going to want his pay. You picked the wrong dude. It is what it is. And you need to take that L. Ain't no sense in complaining on social media about it. You look bad when you complain. You know what she say? You know what? Damn, it's jacked up. I, I got to pay it. But you know what? Hey, I was not being wise. And I love my child. My I have a beautiful daughter as a result of it. But, you know, I want to say to women out here, be careful who you procreate with, Okay. And make sure you procreate with somebody that can go with you have on a baby when you're a woman. Men is different because men often are called to be the protectors and the financial uh, benefactors sometimes to women. You know, it's a different kind of industry. Even though women can make their own money nowadays, that's it's a different thing. But a woman, when it happens, it does look funky, but that's because you pick somebody way lower than you should have. And, I, and it's, a, it's, it's intriguing to me that you went past all the men that could afford to give you child support, and you get pregnant by Gabriel Aubrey. That's some amazing shit to me. I mean, how did your mind? We all do dumb shit in life. We all do, all of us. 
But we all have to take sometimes L's for our dumb shit. Like, if I could tell you the dumb shit, one day I'm going to share with y'all the dumb shit. I'm, like, taking L's for it. Like, like I'm like, damn it, what did I do that for? And I have to work my way through shit because I done took it. I'm like, damn it. Sometimes you have to take an L, okay? And it's okay. And the quicker that you understand that you got to take that L, the better it is to keep moving on. I know she's mad because she took the social media with it, and she already does that kind of shit. So it's very interesting. And you got to, now you're in a good relationship. You, I mean, you look like you're getting, you're getting love, and you, you look like you're happy and everything like that. Pay that man that $20,000. And if you need to do a few more movies, First of all, you can always have child support adjusted if, the, if your your income has changed. And also, if you need to do a few more movies, get your ass out here, get Tyler on the phone or somebody and do some damn movies. She, she knows what's going on out here. We ain't got time for this, Holly Berry. Don't start. That's your ill. All the men. All the, and ladies, this is just, this is just, ladies, be careful who you procreate with. Especially if you're wealthy. And don't be mad at the dude when y'all don't work out and then he you know he was the he he was the lower financial one and you gotta kinda you you gotta kinda take care of his house a little bit. Because you know, he can't you don't want your child going to, to like something they ain't used to. Because I really like Holly Berry, I really do. I really, I really like her, and I think she's she's just so gorgeous. And I just really uh, hope that, that that she, you know, she gets us together. Should we talk about Shad Moss right now? Shad is so exhausting to me. I just, I don't know if I'm really ready to have this discussion about Shad, or do we do the Larry Johnson thing first? Uh, okay, let's do the Ancient Mama story first. We'll do the Ancient Mama. You know, they changed it. They renamed Ancient Mama this week to uh, Pearl's Milling Company. I hate the name. Keep it Ancient Mama Pancake. Shit. Well, you, you need, and then a black a black woman's family who was Ancient Mama lost her family lost their livelihood with her image being taken out the box. That's what I was saying about some of y'all Negroes that was out here protesting. And now they named this something, protesting Aunt Jemima. Like, we, we got other shit to take care of. Aunt Jemima's the least of our shit. Like, Aunt Jemima wasn't by, bothering nobody. I've been eating Aunt Jemima pancakes and serves for years. It ain't, ain't bothering my ass, okay? I had no problem with the images on, imaging on it. Okay, I don't know who was having that problem. I didn't have no problem. She was actually a real person. And now they've named this some boring-ass pearl milling company. You sound like somebody who used to own a bunch of slaves back in the day. Y'all asses is crazy. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this isn't the thing we need to address with them. The thing we need to address with them is how many Native black people you got on your your, your staff. That's what we want to know. We didn't care nothing about the, the name ain't your mama. Stupid shit. 
I ain't even going to say no more about it because it's so stupid. It was such a, it just, it just was dumb. Just, just, just dumb to change. I don't even know what that was about. I have no clue. I'm ready to talk about Larry Johnson before we go on the break. Larry Johnson going to be up before we go to break. Then we'll get Bow Wow afterwards. Larry. What's Larry out here talking about the rituals at the halftime show? Yeah, we're going to talk about Gorilla Glue Girl. I just, the world. Oh, God. Who puts Gorilla Glue on their hair? I mean, seriously. Where are all the songs? Where are all the stones? I need all of the infinity stones. There's somebody out here in the world, Gorilla Glue in their hair. It has gone too far, God. I need all of the infinity stones. I am ready to Thanos humanity. <laughs> Larry Johnson believes the weekend's halftime show was a satanic ritual. From RepublicWorld.com Former Chief Star Larry Johnson Has gone viral again After calling the weekend Super Bowl 2021 Halftime performance A satanic ritual uh, This is according to RepublicWorld.com It says the Super Bowl is always an occasion For celebration and half the time the show And the halftime show this year around Was no different The weekend put on the show for a crowd of about 25,000 At Raymond James Stadium on Sunday and those watching on their television set in what a power pack performance, and what was a power pack performance? I don't know about that. The 30, it was a lot of lights. The 30-year-old performed a number of his hit songs uh, to the excitement of fans, and the video uh the weekend's halftime show was uploaded by, uh, to, by the NFL on YouTube, which has already garnered more than 16 million views of, at the time of the writing, Okay. <clears throat> Former Kansas City Chiefs, excuse me, guys, uh, quarterback Larry Johnson has gone viral yet again on social media for his strange take on things. The 40-year-old, 41-year-old went off on a wild rant where he claimed that the weekend, whose ritual, whose real name is Abel Tesfaye, performed a satanic ritual on live TV during the Super Bowl 2021 halftime show. While, it's a, while it is a bizarre conspiracy theory, it isn't the first time that Johnson made such a reference. Uh, last year when Jennifer Lopez and Shakira performed at the Super Bowl, he alleged that the duo was performing a, ch- a child sex trafficking ritual, okay? Um, this That is not... A, that is not at, not all. Johnson has alleged the NFL rigged the Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Bucks because several players are a part of the cult. The 41-year-old states that Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, and Robert Gronowski are part of the cult and are using their star power to recruit people. He implied that the fix was in once the NFL decided to give Tampa Bay the hosting rights for the Super Bowl 2021. The Buccaneers did indeed become the first team to play the Super Bowl at home and subsequently became the first to uh, lift, uh, lift it on their home turf. Okay, now listen. Wait, look, we'll Larry says Larry Johnson's controversies do not stop at the NFL. The former chief star has alleged that the NFL and NBA have an infeminate agenda to indoctrinate professional sports with an LGBTQ agenda. Johnson also alleged that late Los Angeles Laker legend Kobe Bryant was a part of a satanic, satanic cult while he and LeBron James committed a blood sacrifice to help the latter, latter get himself another ring. Okay. 
Like Colada, where you at on this? You know, I'm a person who entertains conspiracy theories and the wildest ones because you know why? One of my favorite quotes in life is truth is often stranger than fiction. Have you ever seen Ripley's Believe It or Not? Like some of the shit that is truth on Ripley's, like in the 80s, that used to come on TV. Sometimes they show reruns on one of these channels, cable channels. I forget what it is. But some of the shit that's truth will shock you in this world. Truth is often stranger than fiction. Larry Johnson was a premier person in the NFL. He once lived with Jay-Z. He once dated Jalissa. I mean, he dated a lot of girls, I think. He took a fall from grace. Like he was, people were saying he was kicking women's asses out in these streets. And you know, I don't look kindly on anybody that tries to hit on women. That shit is not cool. And he took a huge ass fall. Now I don't know if he's talking crazy because he's taking a fucking fall and life has been hard and he just probably done snapped, or maybe he know this shit. I don't know. Listen. I know they're telling a story behind them here on these things, usually. A lot of these halftime shows have been very interesting. They've told stories. I mean, you know, there's, it's, it's not a, the symbolism, to me, no symbolism is, is, is done in the abstract. It's not, a, it's not an accident. You don't do symbolism without it meaning something. Now, what it means to them, I don't know. I mean, they could be a part of some little fraternity or sorority, or maybe they are Satanists. I don't know shit. And maybe some of them Satanists, some of them ain't. Maybe some of them, I, I have no clue. But I, you know, I don't know if this is facts. Like, you know, if they now, do I think that the NFL could be possibly throwing some games? Hell yeah, that could be possible. That shit, that wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, now, is it because Larry Johnson, and, I mean, because Tom, Tom Brady's in a cabal, like a Satanist cult? Hell, I don't know. But what what I will say this is, I do know that in the spiritual realm, okay, when we're dealing with the esoteric, and there are a lot of powerful people at the top that believe in the esoteric world, okay, and there are people who believe in Egyptian mytho- mythology. There are people who believe that's why we have the eye of the Horus. And that, you know, people cover their one eye. There's lots of meanings to that. Uh, a lot of times you'll see celebrities doing that shit. I mean, you know, and, I'm, you know, I don't know. Like, they may, be, they may be studying some sort of Egyptian rituals and things they use maybe to empower themselves. You know, I don't know. That's possible. That's possible. You know what? Can I tell you something? I knew people back in the day that did kind of shit like this, that would empower witches and shit. Like, the you know, when we talk about, like, moon rituals and stuff like that, there are some senses of, I love the moon. Like, you know, I believe in the different phases of the moon. I don't like to perform rituals on the moon, though, because I feel, here's what I feel, okay? I see astrology as a little bit different, and maybe my, and astronomy is a little bit different. I feel like every, uh, 
that God creates order to the universe in terms of, or when I talk about order to when I believe that God created the, the phases of the moon and they do affect you because you're human. And that astrology gives us a little bit of a picture of how uh, 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 maybe the moon affects your, 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 your personality or the time that you were born. Because I believe God is a God of order. But I don't necessarily believe in ritual, creating rituals to the moon. Like, I believe that you can, there are certain times that you may have higher energy and power to push some things through spiritually to uh, the cosmos and to God, but I don't believe in a worship of the moon, okay? But I, but I do believe that full moons, your power can be more heightened at certain full moons or your energy as a human can be. I, I, I hope you guys understand what I'm saying because there are certain spiritual doors that are open in, in spirituality that just I feel like is the order of the universe of God. You know, and I, and, but I still believe God is in control of the universe. Oh, my God, it's hard to explain. And I can't explain it in this long time. But there are so many people out there who who use um, what some what people would call the occult to, to, to enrich themselves. And maybe there are people who have certain agendas, okay, who carry out certain things. I'm not sure. And I'm not ready to call Larry crazy. I'm not ready to call him crazy because I, you know, I will entertain a, theory, a, a, a conspiracy theory or two. You know, this is the show that entertained Michael Jackson being alive. I mean, you know, I do that shit. I entertain it, and I didn't see no reason for it to be. I didn't, I didn't think it was that far off the beaten path. Most of you think it's so funny. Most people will be like, that's crazy to think Michael Jackson's still alive. No, it was not. Really, it wasn't, to be honest. I mean, it, I mean, because when you read about some of the background on it, plus there are shows on right now on TV. There is there's shows that come on uh, that they, that comes on uh, doc. I mean, shows uh, like these crime documentaries. This one show called How I Faked My Death. It's people who fake their deaths all the fucking time, regular people in regular life. So imagine what somebody can do with a lot of money. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, 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 is it possible? Yes, the impossible is possible because I look at the world as a, I don't look at the world maybe that the way other people look at the world. I look at the world in a, a very, uh, I always keep my, my, I try to keep my third eye open on every situation, and am I am I am I ready to throw Larry Johnson under the bus and say he's a complete nut? No, not now. Am I questioning him back? Because back in the day he was he was putting allegedly hands to women. Nah, I don't like that shit. Did he get some help? I hope he did. But if if there, if those rumors were true, okay, because he did get you know you read his background and she. But, you know, do I think he's crazy? I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to call him crazy. It's, you know, it's a who knows. Who knows in this world? It's, it's a possibility. You know, years ago, when I was going, when I was really, as a young girl, talking about the entertainment in- industry and stuff like that, there were some people in the entertainment industry that who were um, who were Christians, and they brought me a tape about, tapes about these ministers 
who were ministering out in Hollywood, and there were a lot of people, and it was about the occult in Hollywood, right? This was years ago. I was probably in my 20s. And there were some people who were in the arts and, and stuff who were into church, too. And they brought me these tapes, and the tapes talked about the different, you know, different fractions in Hollywood and stuff like that. And they talked about, uh, you know, uh, building up your spiritual defenses against uh, some things that are out there. There is Satanism. There is occultism. There's, you know, all these different things. And I like some. And listen, I, there are some things of the occult I, I, I like, like astrology. I don't think it's a cult. I call it just expanding. Um, they, they put it under the category of the occult, but my thing is expanding your knowledge of universal principles and laws, but uh, whatever. Okay, but listen, but it was very interesting. There were a lot, There are a lot of people involved in certain things, you know what I'm saying? And some people may be devil worship. I watched a whole documentary on Jane Mansfield who had a very mysterious, uh, 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 situation. She was involved in a, a lot of occultic things. Okay, so um, people even say Sammy Davis Jr. was involved. You know, those those. I would not be surprised at that. Do I do I find it interesting that people like Beyonce and them are always throwing up signs and wearing baphomets and stuff like that? That's kind of crazy as fuck to me. But you know. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's just, it's it, you know, he, he, I'm not ready to call this guy crazy, okay? And uh, you can read the article in RepublicWorld.com, okay? I, you know, I don't want to dismiss people and just say they're crazy because they have a different form, a different way of looking at uh, things, okay? You know, I mean, you know, he may not, he may really. Maybe there's some proof. Maybe he knows something because he was a part of the industry at some point, the entertainment world on the sports side. So maybe he has some higher knowledge of this. I'd like to hear what that knowledge is, okay? So uh, that's that on that, okay? So when we come back here on the Crowd Out of Chadwick Show, we're going to talk about Chad. I hear talking about WWE. I'm exhausted with Chad, okay? That's Bow Wow. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Jason Weaver in To Save the Shot. Like, I feel like I, I feel like I was a part of this. I feel like somebody heard me out in the universe when I said, y'all need to get Jason Weaver. Remember when I said that they need to get Jason Weaver to replace? I don't know if it's a season too late. If y'all should have got him last season, it may be a season too late. I'm not sure. But I said Jason Weaver is what the shy needed. I said it and someone, even if just the universe heard me, God heard me, somebody heard my prayers of Jason Weaver to the shot, okay? So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about Justin Timberlake's crazy ass. You know, we don't mention him on here. I made it a thing. I only played that one song in the last year that I've been on here, that Take Back the Night. And I didn't mention it. I didn't want to play it because I don't like him. But Justin Timberlake, after 20-some years, feels the need to apologize to Janet. And you know what Janet did today? Oh, I love her. I love that Taurus. I really do. Like, I crush on her every day. <laughs> okay. She, she she got online today, and she thanked everyone. She didn't even mention it. She, like she didn't even see it. 
her ass is so beautiful. She's like, I thank everybody for my, she's throwing shade without throwing shade, for my, uh, for making control, number one, again, she she mentioned nothing about Justin's ass. I'm like, yes! I love you! She's so beautiful. Anyway, let's talk, we're going to talk about Justin trying to apologize to Janet after 35, he's going to try to make it a co-apology. He's going to try to throw Britney Spears in there. No, no, and no, 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 don't I, I, don't. You only after your career started cracking up, and now you want to apologize. He, he, his punk ass got to do. Remember, he was doing the tribute. I was so mad about that at the halftime. And I think was that Jay Z that got his punk ass? Was it probably Jay Z when he did the halftime show? Who was that when he was doing help doing Prince or something? I'm like, you used to talk about, you said some rude shit about Prince. Like, nah, you shouldn't be doing Prince's halftime. Like, I don't feel like nobody's worthy of Prince. There's, the only new artist, two new artists is kind of like I might feel this. Like, Ro James might be worthy, Prince worthy to do a performance, and I guess maybe Miguel a little bit. But the but my only two people who can do Prince, like, worthy is Maxwell and D'Angelo. There's none, none of y'all, none of the rest of y'all are worthy. You're not worthy. <laughs> You're not in the Prince line. I mean, and Roe and Miguel are way back there, but D'Angelo and 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 Maxwell are worthy. <laughs> You're the rest of you are not worthy. <laughs> oh my God! So when I saw Justin Timberlake's punk ass. We'll talk about it. We'll get back. We'll get with him when we get back. I, you know. And then we got to talk about April. April Martin's ex. Out here, like she done made a full jump back. This half was running around with Dr. Dre. Damn. Damn. Y'all thought Lori had comeback skills. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about uh, Lamar Odom. You child, I got to talk about Lamar up in these streets, okay? And Gorilla Goo Girl. <sighs> God, Gorilla Goo Why do I got to talk about such things? I don't know. But we're going to talk about the Gorilla Goo Girl, okay? Meanwhile, let's listen to Chloe and Haley, Ungodly Hour. Okay, it's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. Hit me with your eyes. I ain't ever seen that kind of you. You walking over here, the way that it went down last night. We be talking all night, but I can tell you need to work on you, you, you. Back it up for me, 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 like me, 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 like me. You know that I, I heard it all before. Your head is a 
walking papers and Well, I want to be the man that my daddy raised me to be My mama taught me to be See, baby Just who loves you Merchandise sales in the company alone. Now, Bow Wow is just interested. 
the action rapper tweeted out that he is really interested in joining WWE. This will likely happen after he drops his last album. It's been a lifelong dream of his to wrestle in a square circle, and there are apparently plans to do just that. Now, I know it might sound crazy, but after I dropped my last album, I will focus, focus on TV and film and joining the WWE. It's been a lifelong childhood dream to wrestle. Okay. I want Bow Wow to really get back into film and movies. I think that's where he belongs, TV and film. I, you know, and I really don't think this should be his last album. I don't like the content that he's doing his last album on. I think that uh, Bow Wow could do more albums. I think that he just needs to find the right material and the right producers and stuff like that. And he does need to focus on TV and film. And then I think he'll be first, if he focuses on TV and film, he's more likely to draw uh, the the producers and things he needs to make another successful album. I wouldn't put out the album he's talking about doing right now with all the girlfriends and stuff, but whatever. Um, my thing about Bow Wow is that Bow Wow could have still, to me, been Shad Moss could have still, to me, been where he should be. He wouldn't have to be doing WWE. Had he just stayed focused and disciplined, and I just hope he stays focused and disciplined and gets the, and gets back to where he needs to be. Maybe WWE will help him do that. Uh, I'm exhausted by him right now, you know, and hopefully that he will stop being the thought and he will get smart and start to build, uh, to 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 rebuild his kingdom as far as film and stuff like that is going. Because I really think he he's really good in those areas. Okay. Um, Gorilla Goo Girl. Okay. Oh, yeah. She don't get, they, they should, she, you know, they should partner with her by now. But it says, receives four-hour surgery, finally free from sticky situation. This is according to PenLive.com. It says, Jessica Brown, deemed by social media as Gorilla Goo Girl, and she disastrously used that he still has hairspray. Is finally free from her pasty 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 bombs after receiving a four-hour surgical uh, procedure. The internet exploded after a TikTok video of Brown showcasing her immovable immovable do went viral. Those of you that know me know that my hair has been like this for about a month now. Says Brown on the video. It's not by choice. No, it's not by choice. Brown proceeds to explain that she resorted to using Gorilla Glue spray after running out of her usual styling product. Bad, bad, bad idea, she surmises. She continues to explain that her hair has not moved, even after washing it roughly 15 times, demonstrating by scrubbing her hair live on another video to no avail. This is the life that I'm going to have to live with. This is the life I'm going to have to live with, she concludes. Fortunately for Brown, the above statement is no longer the case. The New York Post reports that the plastic surgeon Michael Olding made contact with the mother of five after seeing her video offering to perform a $12,000 procedure for free. Isn't that nice? That was nice of him, okay? TMZ further reports has Brown nearly uh, burst into tears after she woke up from the anesthesia used during the procedure when she realized she could run her fingers through her hair again. Although Brown is now officially out of this hair dilemma, many on social media continue to discuss 
how genuine her public cries for help were, especially when she announced she intended to sue Gorilla Group for what happened to her. However, upon being released from the hospital, Brown is not yet mentioned officially moving forward with the suit. Gorilla Group, let me tell you what you do with her. Put her on a few commercials as a warning not to use Gorilla Glue on your hair. Like, make it funny, and that way you have because I'm sure you got a lot of sales from this shit, you know, just from the mention of her, this person. There's not so smart person using Gorilla Glue on their fucking hair. Jesus. This is worse than a diamond, dude. You can put a diamond in his head. No, it's not worse than that. No. It's not worse than the rapper. Who's the little rapper that put the diamond in his head? A $24 million diamond in his head. I mean, like, you know, I just, I don't understand. I, yeah, I, no wonder we, this is we looking at the end time. Oh, Jesus. That's why the saints, are, the saints like Fred Price are gone. They, they, they're they saying if he comes to the end time, it's just God taking the saints home. Oh, my God. Left here with gorilla glue people and people who are, who are putting diamonds in their head. What is going on in the world? And I know y'all, I know y'all smarter than this out there. I mean, I I know y'all just, I know y'all don't really believe it's okay to put, you run out of your hair product and you say, oh, you know what? I'm going to use some gorilla glue. I mean, but you know what? I can believe people like that because a lot of people, when Donald Trump was joking, about shooting uh, Clorox or something to be up there, be vain. Some of y'all thought he was serious. I mean, it's just it's slow today. It's a, it's a lot of slow people. Uh, I don't know if y'all was drug babies. I don't know because some drug babies ain't slow. Some people, some but sometimes your mama made maybe she dropped you on your head, but she was like, I don't know what happened. Kind of, this is sad. She don't sue Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue, help her out. Give her a little money for helping put your name out there and try to come up with some sort of nice little deal or something with her. Okay. My God. And by the way, she raised like about fourteen or $15,000 on like, you know, on the uh, thing. She raised the money. She raised a lot of money to... Uh, she raised a lot of money that can to, to help her help her, and that's good. That's nice of y'all to have done that. Okay. We already talked about Justin. Did I already talk about Justin? I can't remember if I talked about Justin or not. I talked about him shortly. I know I said Justin Timberlake issues an apology to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. According to USA Today, Justin Timberlake is apologizing to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson a week after a documentary claiming Britney Spears released on Hulu and got fans criticizing his past behavior. I've seen the message tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right, Timberlake wrote in a statement posted on Instagram. I specifically want to apologize for Britney, to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women, and I know I feel it. He continued, the industry is fouled. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. As a man of privileged position, I have to be vocal about this because of my ignorance. I didn't recognize it for all it was while it was happening in my own life, and I do not want to benefit from others being pulled down again. And you know what? He had a lot of black producers 
that got behind him because he knew they knew that they could make money off a white guy doing R&B. And a lot of these, they didn't think about how he treated Janet Jackson. You know, they didn't think like, you know, Negro, I mean, they didn't think to say, man, you didn't protect uh, our sister when she was up on that stage and you let her fall support. So now we ain't giving you no song. That's what they should have been saying, but they weren't. A lot of them continued to work for him and work with him because of money. She could have shut him down easily. You know who you are. Anyway, I see messages to Edward. So he said, uh, he said, uh, New York Times revelatory new documentary, which first aired February 5th, highlights the rise of Spears' career, her mental health challenge, inappropriate treatment by unrelenting media, and discord over her conservatorship controlled largely by her father, Jamie. Framing Britney. Britney Spears' ass. We ain't going to start this about framing Britney. Now y'all want to say Britney's ass got framed. Let me just say something right quick, okay? First of all, I think Britney Spears is a completely different situation. Him and Britney Spears was dating. Uh, he said some kind of wild shit about Janet, too. It was a, I saw him, heard him in the interview say a wild, wild shit. I think it was a concerning them, like, hanging out or something like that. But that's another time I'll go over that. But, you know, him and J- Britney was dating. Allegedly, Britney cheated on them. There was a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, that was wild. They was both young back in those days. As far as framing Britney Spears, framing what exactly? What the fuck? You white, white people want something else. When y'all want to put, y'all tore her down, and now y'all want to give this girl who clearly has been in the past a little cheeky tick, boom, boom, just a smidge, back all her money. I don't know. It seemed like her parent, her family protected her very well during over the years. I don't know. Why, why y'all want to give her back her money? I don't know if she should have back her money. She seemed like she's been doing well under the guidance of her family. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 so, I mean, I, I I don't know what the frame in Britney Spears is about. Is it framed? Is it she, was she framed? I mean, really? Let me tell you something about Britney Spears here. Britney Spears is a cute little girl. She's very talented. She never was quite the singer. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> you sound like a little over. Baby, baby. It's just, <laughs> I mean, this is shit. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, she, I feel like they was, they gave her a career that she, you know, she made a lot of money real fast because she was a cute, blonde, white girl barely could sing, very sexual. They saw her very sexual, very hyper, hyped her up very sexually. But she really, you know, I, I just don't know if music was really, was it really her gift? Like, you know, that's probably why I think she went a little crazy. I mean, she never could was that great of a singer to me. Seemed like she should have did something else. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like some people got a tone. I've never heard Britney's tone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Janet got a tone. Like, Janet may be whispered, like have a low voice, but I never, I, 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 ne- I just never heard what y'all talk about with Britney Spears. I just never, but she do, she do earn all her money, but I see why her family took conservatorship over her. And, and you know, maybe, and yes, maybe they should ease her back into having her money. 
don't know if they should give it back to her all at once. I know it's been years, but maybe I need to see the documentary. I'll watch the documentary, and maybe perhaps I'll change my mind. Hey, and if I do, I'll come on here and tell y'all. But as far as apologizing to Janet Jackson after, after all the shit Janet Jackson went through, and keep in mind, so Janet Jackson was going through this right around the time Michael Jackson was going to trial. So remember Michael Jackson? So the Jackson family was taking an ass-whooping collectively because of Michael, okay? See, you got people got to remember the time. There was a, a coordinated effort to fuck up the Jacksons, okay, because of Michael. So I, it wasn't just Jackson out here fucking up. Janet was the most powerful Jackson at that point. And her brother was fucking on trial for some shit, some bullshit, okay? And so, you know, and the family was clearly supportive of Michael. So and they needed to tear down Janet, too. And what they did to Janet was fucking, like, brutal. Like, it was it was one of the most, like, to me, it's a crime that people did not See how great Demita Joe, that album Demita Joe. Demita Joe is one of my favorite Janet Jackson albums. It's a really dope album. I mean, you talk, you know, listen, here, my shit, Slow uh, slow Love is on there. Spending Time With You. Ooh, spending Time With You. Lord, that's like every time I hear that song. That is my song. Oh, my God, that's Spending Time With You. Woo. Anyway. I mean, the way that Janet was afflicted and Justin had a come up out of that shit. He had a come up. And he and then he, he scurried away. He was the one who pulled the shit off. Like, he pulled it off. She was shocked. He pulled They said it was supposed to just reveal, like, a little red paper. I wonder to this day did Janet get set up. To this day, I wonder if Janet got fucking set up with Justin because he pulled it out. He pulled it out. Not her. He did. And she got the blame for 20 seconds of Black Kitty, y'all saw on TV, and y'all went crazy on her. Power of Black sexuality. I mean, took Janet down, and not to mention that she was going through the same shit because of Mike, a lot of shit because of the Jackson trial at the same time. It is just, it's, it was so sad the way nobody has been more mistreated to me in, 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 in musical culture in her career at the time as Janet did at that, and for me at that moment. Janet got treated, and listen, let's just say this, Justin Timberlake is kind of like the black woman career, uh, when black woman career over whisperer, and she did the same, like, remember when Sierra, he, he showed up in the video with Sierra, and she had the dog chain around her, and everybody was like, what the fuck, Sierra's career went down right after that, he just said, show me, he's great, because Justin Timberlake, anytime you partner with Justin Timberlake's ass, your ass's career, your career starts running down. The only person who was able to partner with him and her career didn't go down was 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 uh, Beyonce, and that's because uh, in the club song it was kind of popular, but it wasn't real popular. But if they had done a video for that shit, oh, he might have put a dog. It might have been something. I, it's like they used him to bring down the career. And it's notice, it, I mean, he. Yeah, Justin Timberlake, no. I, and if I was Janet, I would not accept your apology. I would just be like, okay, whatever. I would accept your apology. You're forgiven, 
but I don't got to accept your apology publicly. And I don't, have to, I don't have to pay attention to you ever again. And next, CBS needs to apologize to Janet Jackson, too. They all collectively boycotted Janet Jackson for absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I always believe that it had a lot to do with the shit that was going down with Michael at the time and everything. So I feel like that was just, uh, that was very sad. That was very sad because she had some great albums during that time, you know, and it was sad. And her tours were affected. Everything was affected. And at that time, Janet Jackson was one of the hottest female selling artists of all time at that time. And it, it, it was just, it's, it was just shameful. And, but, you know, really, it was a lesson in life, I feel like, for Janet. Because, uh, you know, she performed with Justin Timberlake, you know. And, and like, a lot of times, a lot of artists will not see the energy behind these artists. Because, you know, you're in a competitive field, the music business. And to me, you know, she should have been very careful, especially at that time, about not being set up. Because I don't think she understood that the power has shifted from Michael to her. And that any Jackson having power at that time when they were trying to destroy Michael uh, was a problem and a threat. And so she, I don't think she understood the energy uh, thing she was walking into, that they were getting ready to destroy her. And part of that was, it's part of, you know, people telling her, you should get with Justin Timberlake. No, you shouldn't. I mean, I saw Justin Timberlake's ass clearly way early on. But, you know, he had good music because of the black producers that was helping him for the black, a lot of black producers that were helping him. But, uh, you know, I mean, it was just a, it was just a, a huge mistake at that time, you know, and a lot of artists, you know, you have to, when you've been given legendary status as an artist, you can be very, that's what I love about Sharday, and I hope Sharday doesn't come out here with this new album when she gets a new album. I hope she don't fuck with Jay-Z no more like she did on the moon and the stars. She fucked up that moon and the stars at fun fucking with Jay-Z. Don't fuck with Jay-Z. Leave Jay-Z to the, to the, to the mass. You are fine wine. You don't have to fuck with Jay-Z. Like, you are, you are, uh, you are, uh, a, 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 a rare, a rarity. Jay-Z and them is out here for the masses. Like, the rare things don't fuck with the masses. Like, you know, because it, it, it takes something from you. It's no offense to them. They do what they do, but it's just the two. That's why I say about my favorites, like D'Angelo, Maxwell, and all the people. Don't fuck with the masses. Don't fuck with, don't do no song with Beyonce. You don't need to fucking do a song with Beyonce. You fucking D'Angelo. Fuck her. You know what I'm saying? But she's a nice girl, but she's for the masses. She's for, she's not rare. She's rare, but she, what she does is not rare, okay? But what you do is rare. That's what I say about Alicia Keys. What you do is rare. Don't fuck with everybody. Like certain people, yeah, but and understand that about yourself and, and guard that energy. You know what I'm saying? Janet is a mass-produced thing. The Jacksons are a pop, pop iconic family, but they're royalty in it. And so they shouldn't have been fucking with everybody. Like you royalty in it. Like you royalty in the... In a, like y'all, you y'all was a different type of royalty. Like no, 
Like, Jenny should not fuck with everybody. Like, Mariah Carey should not fuck with everybody. Because I, I, I don't work too hard for this. And so I don't, I'm not going to, everybody's energy ain't going to mix with mine. Because a lot of y'all vampires. Some people are vampires out there out to suck out your blood. You know what I'm saying? So, no. And that's what I think happened to Janet. She got banned. And it's, you know, and it's a lot of that going on. I said that happened to Alicia Keys. She got banned. You know what I'm saying? And it, is a, it is what she, that's why she, she can't make it. She can't, she can't get back. She keeps trying. But she, she, she keeps she keep missing it, but that's because she has to see her rare energy. I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you somebody who I feel like got vamped, and they were massive, too, pop-wise. Whitney Houston, vamped in major ways, just major ways, because Whitney Houston was trying to fit in, and she didn't fit in. Like, you weren't supposed to fit in. Like, I know you the girl from, you the, you the homegirl from Jersey, but there was a greater purpose to her. And I felt like they vamped the hell out of Whitney Houston. They was vamping Whitney when she was dead. Now, that shit made me believe in rituals. I'm going to tell you what made me believe in rituals. Made me believe in these celebrities might be crazy as fuck. I will say this for us. This is one thing where I believe that when Whitney Houston's ass was laying upstairs and they had that five fucking Davis party, and Whitney Houston's body was up the fucking thing. You know, it was the anniversary of Whitney's death just yesterday. And Whitney Houston was laying upstairs, and these motherfuckers was downstairs partying. The house that Whitney built, I said, you motherfuckers, y'all something else. That, that is ritualistic. That shit is pure evil. Shit, even Shaka Khan, I think, was on Larry King, like, what the fuck? Like, but Shaka Khan was saying that shit was evil. I mean, that shit was evil. That was some evil shit. To be downstairs having a fucking party while the bell of the ball lays upstairs dead. Fucking energy vampire. That was some energetic shit. That was some energy. Ooh, ooh. When I think about it, I just like, oof. Oof. Now that seemed like a ritual. Shit, it's a ritual. If this, y'all want me to believe in some rituals, that was one I feel like, y'all, y'all crazy. Like her body's upstairs. The energy of death is literally permeating because you know she was such a big energy. Like I know that permeated that shit. So what was you feeding off of? Ooh, ooh. And I think about that. That makes me think believe in in that kind of thing because it was such a it was so hideous. And literally, her life was taken by her. Yes, very big mistakes she made in her life. But also, Whitney was being vamped off of. Whitney, Whitney never could sense all that, that, that power in her because she was, you know, I love Paul Mooney, explains Whitney Houston. I, I went to see Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney's my favorite comedian ever. But Paul Mooney was talking one night. He, one sometime, and it, for those who never got to see Paul Mooney's comedy, I got to see Paul Mooney a lot. And the best time to go see Paul Mooney was when Paul Mooney would have a late show and he'd just be talking. Like, he'd tell you shit and stuff like and it show stuff about the, the celebrity world. And one of the things he was talking about with Houston one night, and he was like, he said, I mean, God gave her everything. I mean, she had the voice, the look, the, I mean, just everything. Whitney is one person. I feel like God just blew in and just said, "Here you go." <laughs> like it. It was so much. It was so mind blowing. It was even mind blowing for her. And to me, it just there was not enough protection around it. I mean, you know, the, when you look at her documentaries on her life, 
early along the way, people were coming in to destroy him. I mean, early from the alleged molestation. That those were those were demonic attacks. Those were attacks meant to take her out. Like those attacks, and because, and, you know, I always believe this. I believe that you, when we're born into the world, we're coming into the world spiritually. Uh, I believe in the word of God that you, you're fighting against demonic forces. And forces know who you are when you're coming in. And they know you have a destiny. Demonic evil forces know who you are. And they are here to stop your destiny in, in so many ways. You know what I'm saying? In so many ways, you can be, your destiny can be stopped by through, and one of the great ways that destinies can be stopped is through people you love and through all kind of different situations. People who come in and pretend to be your friend, but yet they're there to energetically uh, kill you. And uh, I feel that happened to Willie Houston. I feel like that was, that, that was such a, a life of a snuffed out just, I mean, too early, far too early. But her mom had heads up on the destiny early. If you listen to her mom talk, her mom said that she knew when Whitney was born, she something told her that she was not going to be here long. But I don't think that something told her. I think something was warning her that if you didn't protect her, there needs to be certain special protections around her, and that if you don't protect her, she can be taken out, you know, because it, it, and 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 she needed special a special attention, and you know, it's very sad. I, Whitney is one of the most one of the very sad stories to me. It's not; it's a very tragic story. I don't uh, just call Whitney Houston's story a story of triumph. It's a it's a tragedy too because it was before her time. You know, it's a tragedy because you think about so much that she had to get to the universe. It's, it's, it's very sad. And so I, I just thought, of, you know, I, I when, since we were talking about that, you know, I was, I was just thinking about, you know, I don't know how I got into that subject, but, um, yeah. Shall we go to Lamar Odom? Lamar Odom. He was on Wendy Williams this week. And Lamar was talking about Sabrina Parr. Now, I warned against this thing, Sabrina Parr. I knew that Lamar Odom was not over Khloe Kardashian. But Sabrina Parr tried to run in there and, you know, be captain, save a hoe for a man, you know. And, you know, you got to let a man save yourself. Said he's only been married to Khloe Kardashian and added, I don't say names if I don't have to. Uh, they say they've taken to the press since their on-again, off-again relationship ended. And it sounds like Lamar Odom and Sabrina Parsett was messier than the public witness. The couple had been laying on the affections quite heavily on social media, even sharing photos of their engagement parties, workout sessions, vacations, and intimate family moments with their children. The former basketball star continues to overcome his addictions through therapy and recovery. And Sabrina seems to be by his side, even filming a reality show with Odom about their lives. No reality show. You do not feel. See, that's messy. When you know you got a man that's sick. See, now, that's why I question some of Sabrina's motives. Because when you got a man that you really love and you know that he's had a, he's been a drug he's had drug addiction issues and i know she might have been thinking that she, maybe he needed money i don't know what but there's other ways to do it he got a name 
And reality show is not healthy for somebody like Lamar. I feel like Lamar, the Kardashians were not healthy for Lamar. Lamar is still pimp. He was on there talking on Wendy Williams this week talking about, you know, he wished he wouldn't have cheated on Chloe and all this stuff. But Chloe was under him too. She never wanted, she acted like she couldn't have no baby, but she really just didn't want no baby by you, she said. So, we, so, you know, Lamar, I think they fooled him with the idea of family because Lamar did not have a family, and he misses the family dynamic of the Kardashians because that's what they use, they pimp game is, to create a family for, the, for people. Uh, and for me, Lamar, uh, Lamar never understood that Khloe Kardashian was not a healthy choice for you. Now, it's commendable that she did nurse him to health back when he got sick, but she was never a healthy choice. They were energetic vampires, Lamar. They may seem like they were good on the surface, but they were energetically sapping your energy the moment you walk. You got to be very careful of them. They really, to me, in my personal opinion, they really work in rich vibration. But I digress. I mean, a lot of us can work in that kind of vibration, but they really work in I mean, you know, in terms of males. Males have to be very careful and protect their power. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he did not need to be with that he needed to get his own shit together he needs to work out his own shit and he said instead of working out his own shit he got into a relationship with chloe kardashian and tried to solve it through her family instead of being a man and working on his own shit and i feel like that's what he needs to do right now you brought sabrina into that sabrina you wasn't ready for that shit you wasn't ready to babysit him and nothing back to health he needed to you should have took it real slow with him you shouldn't have not been on reality TV. You should have got to know him slowly, like I said, and stop running around here and stuff with him like he was married. You needed to take it real slow because he needed real healing. And maybe he needed you as a friend. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody comes into your life, you know, in relationships, and you think you you might be sexually attracted to him, and y'all are, like, ready to get it popped. You're like, what? You know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you need to hold back because people hurt. People got a lot of stuff going on and all this stuff. And the worst thing you can do is introduce a sexual relationship. Now, they said they didn't have one. I don't know. They probably had some kind of relationship. But the best thing sometimes is to do is to bring in a, a more of a friendship, but not even get overly close right away, but just to get to know each other vibe, to get to know each other vibe on a on a on a spiritual level first like a you know a, a really sincere before you go deep into a spiritual level with sex and bonding so to me sabrina parr even if they said she allegedly she didn't have this i don't know but even if they didn't the thing is that sabrina parr shit she went into with him too deep too fast emotionally she was there all the time hanging out with him all the time doing all this stuff with him, and she really needed to take it slow with Lamar. Lamar was really uh, Lamar was really coming out of a situation where he almost died. He was coming from a messy divorce with a messy-ass family, and he really needed healing and a friend. He didn't really need her up, on, up in there on him playing wifey. She played wifey too soon. Okay? So... Sad. I hope Lamar Odom gets himself together, and he. I hope one thing he does and go is go and heal himself from the Kardashians. They put quite the spell on his ass. They put a spell on Lamar's ass. Lamar is under the Cooch Cat spell. 
He's, I mean, he's under, oh, yeah. Like, if he could get Chloe back, he would actually go and get her back. Mm-mm-mm. He don't understand. He has no clue what he's under. But he really needs to get himself better. He, he don't really want to, the thing is, he doesn't want to do the work on himself. And he has to, he needs to do the work on himself. It's going to be a hard, a hard thing. I mean, he's learned to depend on a whole bunch of other addictions. You know, here's what happens. When we, when a lot of times, this happens with a lot of us as humans. We will, uh, we will create uh, a lot of things to, uh, to keep us from really working on us. Like for Lamar Odom, I feel like drugs helped him to not think about what has happened. You know, drugs, a lot of times people people take drugs so they just don't want to feel. You know, but being that's not human that's not that's not human to do so. You're supposed to feel. So you just need somebody to work walk with you through the feelings of what you're going through and the feelings of what, what's happening to you. And they're gonna be painful and you need to deal with it because drugs and alcohol is just gonna make it worse. So the best thing and relate and relationships with different people, like you can create sexual addictions and stuff like that, that ain't gonna clear it up. That's just gonna make you even more worse. Now you when you create when you creating sexual bonds all over the place, like Lamar, what was Lamar Odom when he before he almost died, he was in the, the bunny form with the hose. I mean, like that's a that spiritually says a lot. He was in a bunny form with the house. You know what I'm saying? That that's a, that spiritually spoke to his how fallen he was. So and so and he almost lost his life. So ignoring uh, what you need, the work you need to do, does not help you. Uh, does not does not help you. Not one day the pain will come. Now, the problem is, will it take you out when it does come? And I don't believe, here's what I believe. Thank God that Lamar did not pass away at that time. Because I believe spiritually, your life doesn't stop when you die. But we say the people rest in peace or rest in power. We're wishing them safe journeys in the spiritual world. But you are an eternal being. So if you go out in chaos, you're just going into another spiritual realm. And you want to create chaos for the other side? So it is important how you take, how you live your journey here in the here and now. You know what I'm saying? So I I really hope uh, you guys get that. It is a, it's so important. Lamar Odom, I hope he, he begins to heal uh, the journey on the inside. Like he begins to heal the journey that he needs to take because death does not, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, People commit suicide because they feel like they ain't got no peace. I got no peace. Now, I'm a person, I feel very differently. I feel, there's a lot of ways I feel about it. I've had uh, suicides in my own family. Um, I feel a lot of way about it. I feel suicide is a chaotic way to enter eternity. That's my personal personal belief on that because unless you have uh, some sort of, uh, 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 there are sometimes people have clinical depressions and stuff like that that they see where those things happen and that, that they're not in their right mind. But for people who are in their right mind who are experiencing lack of peace, uh, 
and certain things. I'm talking. I'm talking about people in their right mind and they're you know they upset. Their boyfriend broke up with them. You upset that something happened. You think your money not right. You upset this and that, and you decide to, to take yourself out. I and I understand that feeling. I understand that feeling. But I believe you. you those are people who think that death will give them sort of sort of peace. But death is just an extension to another life. Death is a transporter to the spirit world. So whatever you was inflicting with in the natural world, from the spiritual world, now you've entered the spiritual world in a whole. Oh, my goodness. Think about that. I mean, think about I want people to think about that because you, a lot of times people, when they're committing suicide, when they're not in, not people who are not in their right mind are going to clinical depression. I'm talking about people who are in their right mind, who are sad and depressed, and chaotically are experiencing a spiritual uh, a foundation shake-up, okay? You, the reason it's so easy to end it all because you're feeling in the natural state something, an attack from the spiritual world. And so when you take yourself out, you think you're entering into peace, but you're entering into the world where you don't have peace. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. So I, I, I think that you you have to work to get your to maintain your peace and your balance in not only in the natural world, but in the spiritual world, too. You have to learn how to maintain that balance. You know, I remember once I was in college, when I was in school years ago, I was going through something uh, that was very depressed. Okay? Uh, and very few people know this. I mean, maybe about one or two people. And I'm going to share this. I share this on the show, but I feel like I should share it. But I had uh, I had, had a couple of dreams. I'm not a fool. You know, listen here. I like myself. I don't believe <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, when I'm dreaming about something suicide, I'm like that. I'm like, oh, whoa, you know that. You know, I I know it's the, it's the wrong thing. If I was in school and I kept having this dream about me just walking out into the ocean, like, you know, like just taking myself out, and I knew that was a spiritual attack. I was like, whoa, 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 and I knew that it was become I because I did not have the balance. And I needed to attack what spiritually was going on in the spiritual. World. I mean, and that you know, I knew I knew I needed to attack because I I don't think like that. So I knew I was like, whoa. And I had a, uh, at the time my spiritual mother. I remember she her praying with me, and we you know she's telling me you know that that's a that's a spirit trying to attack you 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 know your destination. Deal with deal with the balance that you need to deal with. And I understood I had some things that were not balanced at my time at that time in my life, and that were giving me a lack of peace in natural realm, and I needed to deal with that spiritually, and I needed to clean up some stuff, and so, and I still go, you know, I still go through, I gotta clean, you, you might always go through life, and you gotta clean up spiritually, this life, life is about, in the natural realm, is about evolving spiritually, until you meet the time to transport to your next, you know, the eternal world. Okay, and so it, it's a very important that you keep developing, that you keep going, that you don't take yourself out uh, with, food, with foolish stuff. Like you don't don't keep trying to mask your pain with with stuff that you should in with relationships, sex addictions, alcohol, drugs, stuff like that. It, 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 that doesn't work. It only masks it for so long. Food. <laughs> All that, you know what I'm saying? And only mask those types of uh, things for so long, and eventually 
uh, they'll get you. So I think that's what Lamar Odom was doing. I think that Sabrina Parr was trying to be that for him, but you cannot be that for him. You cannot, you know, listen, love, love relationships can be very healing. We're talking about Valentine's Day. You know, we'll have a part two, guys. We're going to get to all this stuff today. I feel like I need to talk about this. Maybe we'll have a part two. I don't know if we do. I'm not supposed to give you a part two last week. We'll try to really have a part two. I'm okay. Let me talk about love for a second. Because we're at Valentine's Day. But uh, I forgot to talk about Dr. Dre's ex. I know I got to talk about Dr. Dre dating the new girl, April, and stuff like that. We'll get to all that later. But, okay. A lot of people will do, like, Sabrina, I think Sabrina and Lamar, Sabrina really, Lamar really meant well with Sabrina. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Lamar and Sabrina meant well with Lamar. Maybe there was a little bit of, you know, some agenda there. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is that love can, love can cover so much, but it has to be properly, you, you can't use relationships to keep masking your pain. Because no human can be perfect to you. You know, no human humans are going to let you down. If people get into a relate, if you get into a relationship with people, you're going to be let down. You're going to be you. You can't expect somebody to be perfect. They're gonna let you down. You know, you let yourself down. So expect for humans to not humans are going to hurt you, and you can't go into relationships putting people up on a pedestal, expecting them to be something to you that you that you're not willing to be for yourself. Now the way that healing works now there are some people who come into relationships and they heal you. And that's facts. Okay? And you heal them. But you have to be open to that. You have to be open and ready for the healing and ready to experience that those that type of relationship and open to that type of love. But you are Dealing, you're not dealing with your real shit, and then you are you are expecting somebody to come in and you know uh, sex the pain away, uh, 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 you know, you know what I'll be expecting out here. I mean, it's it's, it's just not gonna work. Eventually, you're gonna wake up and you're gonna find they're human, and that they got their own shit. And that you you can't that you know you can't you can't find your peace in another person. Peace has to be within you, but that doesn't mean a person can't bring peace and healing and love to your life, and then you accept it and grow from it. But for those, there are some people who just go around here having love relationships, like they just addicted, like they just love junkies. And they continue to have relationships with different people and stuff like that, and they net, but, but they're not willing to heal when when shit really hits the fan. And listen, this is not all the time. Let me let me just say this, okay? Because I'm not, and I, I don't want people because some people use this as an excuse to not get out of a bad relationship. I'm just saying, if relationships are not good, okay, you eventually have to work yourself. If they, they you give a relationship some time to work out, and if it if if, if it works out, you give it as much time as you can. But if it don't work out, you got to carry on. But what I mean by this is that some people don't want to deal with the hard work of relationships, hard work of love, okay? And so they they come they use people to uh, feel their fulfill their junkie needs, where it's sex, or like in Lamar and Odom's case with the Kardashians, it's sex and it's a family. 
Like, he didn't have the, the type of family. My suspicion about Lamar Odom is that he's addicted to Kris Jenner, not more than Chloe. Chloe just gives him Kris Jenner, and she gives him uh, 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 the brother that he never had, his family, all these, all this family around him that he didn't have. Okay, so he has to come to terms in his own spirit that I don't, I don't have that family. You know, like I had to come to terms with that with me and my mother. I'm seeing what y'all lie to that. Okay, but me and my mother grew up more like sisters, and I had to come to terms with the fact that I would never that because of the way I was raised that my mother will never be the mother traditional mom. That's not happened. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? And she had to accept the fact that I am not her traditional daughter. It's just not, it's not going to, it, it, and it's a hurtful position. When you come to that, then you start, stop searching for things. You, start, you realize, you say, you know what? I realized that I was born into unusual circumstances and that I'm never going to have the traditional parents. I was not born to that. And I have to be okay with that. And I can't let that be my Achilles heel. Like I go searching for family. Like I go searching, searching. <laughs> you know, I have to re- it, 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 accept that space within me and I'm okay with it. And I, and I accept I, and I still struggle with it from time to time. Sometimes I still struggle with it because I sometimes I have expectations of my mother that's just not there. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that Lamar Odom has to deal with that in his life, that there's these expectations he had of his own family, and, and they failed him, his own family, in, in certain ways. And so now he's looking forward to the Kardashians, but you're not – you. You have to under you have to accept that you don't have that family, but you do have a family. You have a son and a daughter. You do have people that love you, and you do have people that can be helpful. So maybe you don't have the family, the traditional family, in the way that other people do. But you have to accept it as you know you have it, so you won't search for it unhealthy, unhealthy position. And so I think that's what happens to a lot of people in love relationships. They unhealthily, they unhealthy search for and marry. <laughs> you know, wrong things that weren't aren't good for them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I felt like I needed to share that with y'all. Maybe somebody out here needs it. But yeah, this Valentine's Day is the one. This is y'all. It's the word day. I didn't have it. It's the word, but here it got. It's the word. It's the word is that you need to find. You need to empower yourself. You need to deal with your, your your lack of balance. You need to deal with whatever the pain is. And you're going to always have different things in life that you have to deal with. But you need to deal with your own pain and your own shit, you know what I'm saying, and not expect somebody's relationship or love to come in and be your superman and your super love and to take it, take all the pain and hurt away because ain't nobody got that power but that. Scriptures is God, where God says, "I'm a father to the fatherless." You know, so so that so you 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 have to sometimes you have to accept that there are some things that in life that you came into this earth maybe you lacked, but you have to be okay with it and create other energies, other things to bring bring to your healing. Okay, and respect that you may you you weren't meant to have that. 
okay, and respect that. You know, like some people, some people got mommy mommy issues and daddy issues, and they can't expect respect. They 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 upset about it. They like, well, I ain't got my mama, man. Like your mama baking cookies at home because, well, you know what? And they run around and they chase that, and they they unhealthily um, they they see everybody's a mama in a relationship or everybody's a daddy in a relationship. They, they just got unhealthy because they they're looking for. Uh, what they what they expect their person to be, but they weren't born to those type of circumstances. And you gotta be okay with that. You gotta have healing. And you, that's what it has to come from. Once you have to heal in yourself, like you know what? Listen, I don't have that. I don't have. I don't need to chase around uh, uh, looking at me and looking for my father. Listen, my father. If my father was not there in a traditional way. So I have to understand that that can be a thing for me, and I need to confront that and heal that, okay? And I don't need to chase them, chase down that energy that has re- that I feel rejected by, okay? <laughs> I think that some of y'all need that. Chasing, chasing energy that you feel rejected by. You should just say it just can come out like that. And you know, and I, I, I always I thank my grandparents because it's always, let me tell you, let me tell you something. Always, I still do have parent, like parent issues. You know, I still chase my daddy a little bit in certain things. I can see, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. But and even though, but even though I have father figures, so you know, I, I, here's what I will say: my grandparents were very good at, at speaking to me about. I was not, a tra- I wasn't born in tradition, and that was okay. Okay. And so you had to get your healing. Maybe your parents weren't good or whatever situation you were born in, and it wasn't good for you. A lot of you may be hurt because a lot of that, a lot of the trauma that we face in relationships is childhood shit. That's what I said about Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom got me talking about this. But a lot of it is childhood trauma. So you have to face whatever you were lacking in childhood. Face that shit. Deal with it. Get them healing so that you won't chase it unhealthily out here. And you won't expect somebody to be something to you they can't be. Like you trying to out here marry somebody that's your mama. And your, ain't nobody going to be your mama. Well, who wants to marry to their mama? <laughs> I mean, you may have some nurturing qualities, but sometimes you'll have men who specifically will chase because they lack nurturing. Specifically chase nurturing women just to destroy them. You know, or something like that because they it, they feel rejected from the by the because they didn't get the nurturing qualities, so they feel that nurturers are to be rejected, are to be torn down in some way. They feel a rejection from them, and so they never tr- trust it. And that stuff you got to get healing from. Same thing with women, okay? You can be taking certain types of energy and all kind of stuff. So that's how it's a work today. I didn't mean for it's a work to come at the end of the show, but it did. That's so good. Okay. Three minutes to the show. It's all y'all got y'all. It's a word when I wasn't going to plan on giving that one, but we are going to have part two, okay? So part two, I don't know when it'll come. I'm not gonna make no promises. Y'all know what happens when I make promises. <laughs> last last week, I was warning for the chief, <laughs> and I didn't. 
and I wasn't able to do my part two. But and tomorrow I have this thing I'm doing. I have a, a acting class I'm doing this semester, and you know it's my last acting class for school before you know I graduate. But I I, I can't. It's, I don't know what how it's gonna end, make me on time. So if I and, I and we're doing it virtually, so. If I have time after that, I'll try to come back on Sunday night and do one, but no promises here, okay? There's no promises. So y'all stay warm because if you're not in the warm area, for those of you if you're out here in the cold like us in the, in the south and some of the parts of the south and some parts of the Midwest and stuff, stay warm. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will definitely try to do a part two at some point because there's a lot more I had to talk to y'all about, but it got taken over by it's the worst. <laughs> okay. So I am out. You guys have a good one. Let's see. What are we going to leave with today? What's a good song? Uh, let's see. With, uh, let's see with uh, only one, TJ Martin, okay? I'm out. I will see y'all. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Uh, the techies fighting each other, uh, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and 
uh, apple or in a beef. And uh, we, we'll talk about a whole lot more. We'll figure it out. Dr. Dre, we got we didn't get to that part. Uh, it's a lot. We'll get to Tisha, Tisha, Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold uh, talk show. We got to talk about, and I really wanted to talk about Aisha Curry. Because Aisha Curry posed, uh, she did some news, news shots. They were very classy, though. And Steph reposted them. That was like, my baby. <laughs> but some people hate on Aisha because she, she did some uh, news for a magazine or whatever. Some people really hating on her. You know, listen, because you're married and have our, our, our mom and have children does not mean that your sexual energy stops. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So and she, they weren't really sexy pics. They were really like nice body kinds of pics. But uh, we'll talk about that and all that and more. Try to, I'm going to try to make that a subject on part two. Uh, we'll talk about that, okay? So, you guys, I want you to have a happy Valentine's Day. And maybe I'll have a show on Valentine's Day for y'all. I don't know. Depends on how I feel, okay? If we can get through, I can get through my little acting lesson. <laughs> we'll try to do that and a whole lot more. Um Meanwhile, you guys, have a good weekend. Enjoy it. Stay warm if you're in the cold part. And I am out. See y'all for good. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all. Y'all can hit me up on Twitter at Carlotta72 and C Chatwood Show. You can also hit me up on Instagram at Carly's underscore Galaxy. Okay. And you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, especially if you want to leave me a message or something, uh, uh, something, you can definitely do that on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. Okay. All right. Is that it? Oh, oh, and Clubhouse, Carolina Chatwood. Okay, just look it up that way, all right? I'm out. See y'all. Y'all have a good one. Bye.